Good old mighty welcome to getting some color. We are going to do like a, a miniature. I think I think this is episode 11, but we're also doing a pay-per-view special because I had to cancel last week because some shit went down. That's all you got to know. I'm, I'm going to start talking like Ricky Stark because that's how oh. I, I do a promo. I thought you were still doing a Dusty Rose. Oh, that's it. You went down, if you will. <laughs> I, I do like how Ricky Stark does his promos. He does like the "How about me now?" kind of thing. He's got a little bit of dusty in him. I can tell. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we got a jam-packed episode, everybody. A uh, lot of news going on, and we got also got a review of NXT Worlds Collide, and also Royal Rumble 2020. I almost said 2018 for some fucking strange reason. That was a yes. that was a bad rumble. Yeah, at least this one was pretty good. Yes, well, half of it. Well, we'll get into that. Yep. Anyway, <laughs> Zach, I'm gonna let you take this because you, you're the news person today. Yeah, this is this is gonna be a super show. I we'll try not to dwell on this a lot of this stuff because there's so much. But uh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess first, just want to kind of talk about like recent TV stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, power's still doing good. They're they're still building for the Crockett Cup in uh, April. Yes, I don't think there's a set date for it just yet. Um, and they and I've been hearing that it's going somewhere big, and that's got me thinking that maybe ROH is gonna like help out with the venue, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um. Big takeaways off of, uh, you know, hard times into these newer shows, these recent shows, is uh, the TV title is a mid-card title that actually means something. Like, people would want to get it mm -hmm. because they they implemented this lucky seven rule. I don't think this existed before, um, but it's like if you defend seven successful times, that includes, like, a timeout victory. Mm -hmm. They just can't beat you in 6.05 you get a shot at the world's championship. Yeah. It, so it, it, it gives important importance to the title where it's just not a belt that you carry <clears throat> WWE intercontinental <clears throat> championship, that <clears throat> U S title. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because, Oh my God. Oh, I don't want to go deep into it, but power. What I've got out of it. Is boy that Kingston fucking promo? Oh yeah, Kingston did like a pretty, pretty hard promo uh, on this re this week's episode. It was it cut deep, but it was only he only talked for like a little bit over a minute, mm -hmm. and it was like damn, he brought it there. It started off a little like uh, funny because he's like, I came to, I came to this arena with a screwdriver, and they took it away from me because they know what I was gonna do. <laughs> And then I got a wrench from underneath the ring. They're like, Eddie, please put that down. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and then he got really serious. He's like, what, well, you know, homicide is New York. And, you know, he saved my life, man, because I almost took my life. And it got a little personal. And I wonder, I didn't really look this up, and I should have, if he did have some personal things that maybe he did actually bring him out of that darkness. Yeah. 
And uh, maybe it is true, and maybe you know he will, he did he did a shoot, brother. And yeah, uh, maybe he did a work shoot. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I do like what you know that storyline that's going. And what I really like about Power, and I know I say this like almost every episode, but I just love that they do this promo at a table, and they do their match, and that's it. Yep. In a matter of minutes, and WWE and AEW can't do that. Nope. And and it just baffles my mind. I think NWA has it because they are truly with uh, the times because everybody has a short-term memory and just do that shit in an hour. (laughs) Yeah. I like, I, ever since I, I remember hearing stories about like, uh, like Jim Ross would talk about like how mid South wrestling used to just be like an hour when it was on TV. Mm -hmm. And that like cowboy bill Watts, who was like the guy he used to, he was like an old time wrestler kind of. And he, he was like the booker. He, he, he was the head guy of mid South wrestling. And, um, he talked about how like cowboy bill Watts was like the master of the one hour wrestling show. And he, he would go like that to me, that is the perfect length for a wrestling show. And, And triple H would also say that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's weird because he was like a Northeast kid, but like somehow he, he was able to watch a bunch of Southern wrestling. <laughs> and that's like his primary influence. For, um, for example, AEW had Kip Sabian and fucking Joey Janela have a 17 minute, almost, almost a 17 minute match on uh, Dynamite. Holy shit. <laughs> what? And they're both like undercard guys. Yeah, and like all the undercards in NWA, they get straight to the point. They wrestle, they do a little story, that's it, and we get the point. Yeah, like I, I've started to kind of notice, like take notice of more of when I think a match is dragging, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to become more critical of like time, uh, like. Like when I listen to like Jim Cornette, he'd talk a lot about like how it's like, goddamn, not every match has to be Starcade main event. And like I kind of see what he's he's been saying now lately. Mm-hmm. It's just like he's got a point. I think it's like not every match has to be fucking fifteen to twenty five minutes. Man, and a and AEW and WWE do that where they take their stars and they. I I can't even I can't believe I'm calling Joey Janela a fucking star, but te- <laughs> technically he is a star under uh, under what roster they have. It's, it's rough. Yeah, <laughs> it's rough. <laughs> but uh, um, what else? You oh, got go for, ahead. What else you got for NWA? Um, let's see. Uh, uh Nick Aldis raised the stakes again. Uh, he's continuing this 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 kind of thing he does where like if somebody wants to challenge him or he wants to challenge somebody he always adds some some kind of thing extra stipulation to like what's going on mm-hmm. and the thing was like with Marty Skrull and it's like you know Marty Skrull appeared after uh into the fire and then he just kind of disappeared for a while yeah and we talked about what he's been doing lately um now he's reappeared again and it looks like they're going to fight at the Crockett cup. And, uh, all this and them did a little sit down interview. It was really good. Mm. And he was just like, 
you know, what's in it for you? What do you lose? It's like, you don't really lose anything if, if you lose to me again. And he's like, you want this so bad, then how about this? And he pretty much tells him, if you lose, you have to refund everybody's ticket in the arena. I'm like, holy fuck, that's a lot of money if you break that down. I, I, I wonder if they're going to go with it. I <sighs> I don't know. If they, I don't think they will, but, like, damn. Because, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, really, Marty's – if, if they don't want to pay like everybody in a fucking arena, they're, they're going to have to give the belt to Marty Skrull, right? I guess. I mean, I just did like a really super generous, rough estimate of like this, for example. Let's say they, they drew 3,000 people. Mm. That's that's a pretty small crowd, but like I, I don't know where they're going or how much they're going to draw because GPB Studios is always full. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure what will happen. Let's say, okay, 3,000 people show up, tickets are $30 a piece. That's pretty low, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's not, they're not WWE and shit. That would, you would have to refund $90,000. Jeez. That's and, a lot of fucking money. <laughs> and that's a, that's a lot of money for an independent wrestler like Marvy Scroll. Yeah. That, that's like half of his salary almost. That is more than a lot of regular people's yearly salary. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it's crazy. So, like, so if that's going to be a stipulation, I mean, did they book themselves in a corner where pretty much you have to give the belt to Marty? No, it, it's like, I, I, I don't know. This is the thing is, I don't know if they'll really do it or not. Part of me thinks they might be crazy enough to actually try to attempt it mm-hmm. somehow or something. But then again, you know, they used to make promises and shit like that all the time back in the day. And then like, you know, that never really did happen. But it looked like it did to you, right? I mean, in a way, <laughs> that's kind of false advertising, if you think about it. I guess, but it's like, honestly, it's like, you, you really think, like, I'm trying to think of something that's real similar to that. Like, I don't know, you think all that time DiBiase promised, like, this dude money, that dude money, he really paid him or some shit, or he's like, I'll, I'll buy the whole fucking arena. Ah, that never happened. I guess, but this is the time where uh, fucking social media is retarded. And Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> because the only thing I can think of is like all the wrestlers chipping in money and being like, if all this wins, we, we do have to pay the crowd. <laughs> uh, there was an interesting little twist in that uh, Marty never answered. Mm-hmm. And all this said, listen, I'm a businessman at heart, so if you can come up with a good enough counter offer, offer, I'll consider it. So that leaves it open for maybe some other kind of stipulation. Uh-huh. So we'll see. Maybe they they, they gave themselves an out. I think. Okay. <clears throat> so- but yeah, I, I like that. I like that this is a thing that that Nick Aldis does, and it seems to follow him. It's not just like a one off deal. And he repeated himself this week too, right? He's like, oh, "I uh, talked to Marty Scroll, and this is what he has to do." Like he talked to the camera, right? Yeah, they like interviewed him at his home, and he's like, he hasn't answered, and it's like, "Come on, mm-hmm. time's running out." <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting, and uh, I think it's official now that both NWA and ROH are working partners. I think they publicly. Uh, said that now. Well, good. 
So that, that's good for both companies. Also, uh, shout out to uh, Thunder Rose's match this week. Was, they, her and Allison K did a rematch, but it wasn't like typical uh, WWE style. We just had a match on a pay-per-view, and here's the rematch already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was still good, but it wasn't as good as the one you paid for. The only negative I do have for the storyline-wise is that you could see the fucking backstab happening a mile away. Yeah, you can tell what's getting ready to happen, I think. Mm-hmm. So, eh, it's all right, though. I kind of wish they had a really, really slow burn, but I think you brought it up. You're just like, the whole women's division is out there <laughs> during their match. There's minus two people, which is like ODB, and then there's like some other chick they have that's just like a jobber. I'm mm-hmm. not insulting her. That's just all she's done is lose to people. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember her name because she's appeared twice and lost very quickly both times. Yeah, and um, this didn't uh, actually. Yeah, this did happen on the the show. There was a little video clip from our friend uh, Zicky Dice, and yeah. he said if we could reach uh, NWA's uh, YouTube subscribers to like what two hundred thousand followers or something, he's gonna do something whatever we want that is outlandish. So I want Zicky Dice. To invade WWE and fight Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> and they can have like a weirdo mirror match. I, I kind of want that to happen, but I... I <laughs> That's outlandish. <laughs> I feel like AEW would allow somebody like Ziggy Dice to enter their arena. WWE, they'll have like a woman security guard tackle him or something. That would be funny. <laughs> no! 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 My fanny pack! No! He starts freaking out. Like, that guy is great, like for real. And I just noticed, by the way, in that video, he has a fucking lazy eye. I, I don't know what it is about like wrestlers and lazy eyes. It just the uh it throws me off a little bit, especially Shawn Michaels' lazy eye. <laughs> Sometimes you get hit in the head, brother, and your eye gets fucked up. Mm-hmm. What's funny about Shawn Michaels is though is like he used to not have it. It was like after he had that one match with Jericho that was like really fucking bloody and shit, mm-hmm. and like it, his eye got kind of damaged in that match. That was a fucking brutal match, dude. And he could have gotten it fixed, and he just said, no, nah, I'm okay with it. He didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think Jericho said that that was one of his favorite matches of all time, working with Shawn Michaels. Well, yeah, I mean, like, how could it not be? Mm-hmm. <laughs> For him, you know? Yeah. Um, what, what else happened uh, in NWA Power? Um, I'm trying to think of other things. Like, there was other good stuff that happened. Like, uh... Ricky Stark on commentary was a little weird to me because he was he, pretty, he was pretty reserved. Yeah. He's cocky when it comes to promos and he's cocky in the ring, but he was like very, very mature and professional on commentary. <laughs> I think maybe he was just like, maybe he was a little nervous cause he's on commentary. He's never done that before, mm-hmm. but maybe he, was, he didn't want to like overstep the guys doing the commentary. This is going to be a shot better than X caliber. Boom. Exhibit, as Brandy called him. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Exhibit, why don't you take that mask off? Nobody even knows who you are. <laughs> it's like shitting on him. Like, How sad is it that even your own company that you work for is like ragging you about your fucking mask? She was ragging the match. It was going on too. She was like, I could be taking a nap right now. I don't even know why I'm here. <laughs> it's like, wow, holy fuck. 
bury your fucking commentary and bury a brand. <laughs> Ooh. Um. Uh. What else? Oh, what do you think of that weird like May Valentine segment? Ah, <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't know what to think of of it really. It was just weird. Like I don't like. I was like, what the fuck? And then she started talking, and I was like, oh my god, she just sounds like a fucking airhead. Yeah, and I, I, I think what she was trying, I think what's gonna happen is that dude with the fucking, uh, the broken arm that she cared about for some strange reason. Because I think she was just being nice to him. Yeah, I think it's gonna lead to like a storyline with that, which, uh, you think it's gonna be a Rusev Lana? Yeah, something like that. It's gonna be Roy Sizicks and Sal Ranallo, or whatever the fuck his name is. Mm-hmm. Renaro. Called him Ronaldo because <laughs> fucking Morrow. <laughs> um, I my my thing still stands. She has a fucking ugly face. I'm sorry. When it, with that, that promo that she did, I was like, holy shit, her face is fucked up. She's got. She, I think she's had some work done. Too much Botox. Yeah. Better. <laughs> I, I'm starting to think though, like it, after the, the segment kept playing out, it was like, okay, I think I see what what this is. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of like I don't know if she's acting or not. Like I can't tell because I don't know anything about her. But it kind of ventured into like this tongue in cheekish. Like we know this is kind of goofy. Just stick with it. Mm-hmm. I feel like is what it was doing. <laughs> yeah, and. Um... There was a there was a lot of goofiness in this uh, episode, especially with Tim Storm and Mama Storm. <laughs> that segment just didn't stick the landing. <laughs> I like Tim Storm should have like I don't know punched him or something. <laughs> like, yeah, and I, that's why I thought like maybe they kind of just threw this at him because i mean maybe he's just a bad actor and he's just not selling it really well but he was like this is not funny guys i i I thought you know a great thing would have been like he would clothesline his pseudo mama storm while you know she was like insulting him i think an easy fix for that would have been if they just had fucking almost called him brand fucking tom latimer and and tim storm just have their match that night Mm mm-hmm on that episode. And then like the fake mama storm comes out to fuck with him or some shit. Mm-hmm. And then like at some point in that match, he just, you know, he gets his revenge. He like fucking clotheslines him off the apron or some shit or whatever. And, and it caught, co- and it would cause him to lose maybe because it fucked with him. And I think what really ruined the segment as well, um, was Joe, the, the comment, Whatever his fucking name is, Galanani, whatever. Joe Galley. Joe Galley. <laughs> it's like, well, you made it way more elaborate than what it is. <laughs> Joe Galley, he was like, he seemed like he was in on it kind of thing. Because he like smiled when he said it. Like, oh, it's Mama Storm. Like, he's like, what? Yeah. So like it did. I thought it was funny because the guy who, who was in the fucking Mama Storm costume was funny as fuck, in my opinion. He was kind of funny, and then he's like, I, "I took you over my knee in 1907." I'm like, "Tim Storm's not that fucking old, goddamn." <laughs> like, I think the the line that got me is like, "You need to go back to school and learn how to wrestle, <laughs> learn how to win a match." <laughs> wow, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> uh, but 
that's that, that's NWA so far. I think uh, I, I, good episode so far. It's harder for me to remember what happened last week just because you know it's a week removed, and I feel like more crazy stuff kind of happened this week. And you know what? They usually just update a storyline too, so you kind of know what's going on in the next episode. Yeah, it's not so much about the matches; it's more about the story and the presentation. Mm-hmm. And one more thing before we move on. I think they're going to be doing a storyline where Josephus and fucking question mark is just going to be uh, like a like a Superman thing. Clark, Clark Kent and Superman, like Josephus, Josephus just like runs away and he comes out as question mark at some point. I could see that. Because imagine if they do an angle where Josephus and uh, question mark are a tag team. And he had, he has to go under the ring to keep on changing his appearance. <laughs> Oof, that'd be that'd be interesting. I think it would work a couple times, but I wouldn't want to see it like for a long time. I think you would have to do that for like uh, maybe a six man tag kind of thing, where it's like Shooter Stevens, Question Mark, and Josephus versus <laughs> somebody. <laughs> and then every time, oh. every time he's like, "Where's Where's Sensei?" or Sensei. And then, like, Josephus is in a ring. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Now we're gearing up to WWE post-Royal Rumble happenings. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, what were you going to say? No, I was going to say, uh, even though we're going to be talking post-Royal Rumble, hey, Edge is back. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody knows by now Edge is back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the internet kind of blew up. Uh, there's a bunch of people posting reactions to him coming back. I, I, I hate those YouTube videos and shit that they like showed a reaction because most of them are just like, "Oh my god, he he, he returned." Let me rewind it back and turn on my camera, kind of bullshit. <clears throat> Except for the live ones. <laughs> yeah. Um. But even that, they over exaggerate. Edge is back. I'm. I'm still kind of shocked. I still can't really believe it because he just denied everything all the way up. And it made me like, and he even said like, I'm at home and it's a look full, and it's a full-time schedule. No, he's not doing a full-time schedule. I thought I heard full-time. No, he's part-time. Uh, his deal is uh, he ha- he does five matches a year. Okay, good. Uh, so if this is true, if you can believe that there's, but I don't, I don't think he could do a full-time schedule. Uh, but Hey, he got cleared and everything. And I guess he's, he's feeling good. He said he got a second neck surgery. I didn't know about that. Yeah. I don't want to see, I want him in just regular wrestling matches. I don't want to see him in steel cage. I don't want to see him in a TLC. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't think they're going to do that. Like they'll probably, they they might do a stipulation, but I don't think it'll be a, anything nuts like what he used to do. I, I think we'll probably see like a couple of announcing tables and shit, but those are like fucking Lego desk. They just fall <laughs> apart when you hit them. They're pathetic. Yeah. Like they, they, they're not going to do hardcore matches and fucking bullshit like he used to in his prime. They just, they're so far past that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, It'll be like, yeah, there's going to be some chair shots. He already took some chair shots because the, the big segment post-Royal Rumble was Randall, Keith, Orton came out. <laughs> and, and like, 
he was like, Ed, you're my brother, bro. And they hugged. And he's like, you want to do RKO, rated RKO again? And he was like, yeah. And then he was like, good. Then he RKO's. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck. And then, like, it actually kind of surprised everybody because it was just like they wanted that thing. Mm-hmm. And then it got, de- they denied it. And then he, like, beat the fuck out of him with a chair. <laughs> what I really liked about that segment is, like, he, he had his, it was a shoot work kind of thing again, where they were just, like, crying in a ring together. And then all of a sudden, he just, he's like, you want to start RKO? A rated RKO? Boom, RKO. And him doing the, the chair shots and almost <laughs> fucking putting the chair near his neck. I was like, do it, Randy! Doing. <laughs> well, he did a concerto, which is just as good, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and Edge sold it like a fucking master. He was like twitching and shit, and he just was dead. He like could not move, <laughs> and it made everybody like shut the fuck up and just be like, "Oh my god, he's is no, he just came back." <laughs> so, what do you think Edge's response is going to be? I don't know. I feel like he's not really going to respond for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the Super Showdown thing's happening uh, soon. And, like, me, my brother brought it up to me, actually, and I was like, oh, yeah, that is happening soon. Well, I, I doubt he's going to Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is probably their way to write him out of TV for a little while. Maybe, <laughs> Maybe they'll do another Randy just sitting at home and fucking... <laughs> Edge comes in and, and yes, back. can we get like another home invasion yeah. angle? <laughs> the, there are two, there are two that sit out w- with me. And by the way, just a heads up, uh, my lights are flickering from this tornado watch. So if I uh, get cut out, I do apologize, but I'll try to get back. Okay. Um, but anyway, the the two invasions that I like is one Stone Cold with Brian Pillman. Especially the oh, yes. the infamous where the, he shoots, uh, he takes out the gun and then the, the TV cuts and shit. And Dude, people- I thought that shit was real when that happened. I was like, what? He has a gun. Like, I was fucking freaking out. People actually called 911 on him. Yeah. Uh, but, and then the second one is obviously when Triple H fucking comes with the sledgehammer at Randy Orton's house. I was like, that is fucking amazing. That was a great one too, yeah. I also like the the... One where Edge goes to John Cena's house and beats up his dad. <laughs> that was another great one. <laughs> that was a good one. I forgot about that. They go into like his room. And they're like, we're in John's room. And him and Lita just start making out and shit. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> they're like, hey, what are you doing in here? Oh, it's John Cena Sr. And he starts beating the fuck out of him. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um. I- my thing is I kind of want to see uh, a tweener edge where he's kind of crazy, but like still a face in a way. To We might see that after this, after him getting fucking brutalized. Mm. I feel like he might, he might do that. Uh, I've heard rumor that they'll involve Christian in the angle. So it's possible that, that Christian will confront Randall at some point mm-hmm. and he'll probably get his ass kicked too. Maybe that'll be the save for Christian as edge comes back to save him. I, I, I can see that. Yeah. But I, uh, what I want, 
because I, I really wish that uh, Randy Orton did do the when the, the chair was on his neck to kind of do something like that so it'd be like oh shit he wants to fucking kill him because this whole I still kind of have feelings for him because we we had history and you gotta make Randy Orton full heel stop like doing this tweener shit where he's like Everybody cheer RKO, everybody RKO. It's well, like, it's interesting because it seemed like he wanted to, and then he would just stop himself. It's like he just lost the stomach for it. Mm-hmm. And they still seem to be playing that up because it's like he, he opened the show uh, Monday, and he was supposed to, like, hey, Randall will explain his actions, and he was going to, and then he couldn't. It was almost like Roman Reigns heat. He almost got that heat at, where they, they kept booing, and they wouldn't let him talk. And then he was just like, I can't do this, and he just leaves. Yeah. It's like he just he couldn't fucking explain it. I remember when John Cena threw Edge in the fucking river. <laughs> that was another good one, yeah. <laughs> Great feud. What if we could see Edge and John Cena one more time? Ooh. See, a lot of people might want to see a singles match with Edge, but I, would, I wouldn't mind. Like, oh, what if they teamed up? That would be cool. Who are... Uh, Edge and Cena. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to go for. I'm trying to think who Randy would take. Would he bring up an NXT star to, to cause havoc to kind of like do that, or would he bring back somebody that had, had history? Ooh, uh, damn it! No, they don't have heat anymore. Matt Hardy. <laughs> Man, if he was still, you know, if he still had his crew thing going with the revival, mm-hmm. think about how cool that could have been. It could have been like Edge and Cena team up to fight. The fucking revival, yeah, you, uh, yeah, the revival and and Randy Orton, and yeah. then, and then Edge is like, I I brought up two people that are gonna help me, and then one would be um, Christian, like he would have one more match, <laughs> yeah, and and then he'd be like, I have this guy here too, and then <laughs> the place goes nuts, and you know John Cena sucks. But everybody loves Cena now. Now they miss him. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, everybody always speculates: Could John have one more match? Could it? <laughs> <laughs> it's like nobody hates him anymore. Yeah, but by the way, everybody check out Fast Nine. That this crazy ass trailer. Um, God damn, <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Um, other than that, I mean, I guess we could talk about Seth Rollins, the, the Monday night Monday Night Messiah. Yeah, he's been standing out lately. He's he's done some pro- he did a fucking amazing promo on Monday. It, it had me rolling. He was all like, "You see, like the fans, they crucified me, and they, they they pretended to be with me and they crucified me." And he's like, "But it's okay, because I don't hate you for it." <laughs> it was like, in fact, I'll save everybody. <laughs> what a fucking asshole! Just like a true messiah. Oh my god. And then he like he it's interesting because he's being heel, but he's like not acting like a typical heel. Mm-hmm. Like he's is he's just being like this smarmy fucking prick, but he's not like just doing outwardly at assholeish actions and stuff. It's it's working though. Yeah, I I still think that there's gonna be a fifth. Uh, wait, one, two, three, four. Yeah, fifth man. I had to count that for a second. <laughs> Because I was like, Buddy Murphy's there, and then you got AOP. 
Um, I think one more dude would be great. Um, I would put this person here, but I, I feel like they're pushing him for singles. I would put um, Alistair Black as like part of the Messiah group that they have going, the Apostolates. <laughs> Al Alistair Black kind of has some heat as a babyface, though. It's weird because he hasn't done anything really. Mm -hmm. But it's people are still kind of into him, so I don't know if I'd do that, but... I don't, they're not fucking doing anything with him anyway yet. Like, I still can't figure out what the fuck they're trying to do or if they know what to do. And I, uh, and I want them to be, like, full-on fucking religious nuts where they, like... <laughs> at the end of every match, they, like, beat up one wrestler and they, like, kind of crucify him to a cross. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Going back to, like, Ministry Undertaker shit now. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. You think they should have like a female member? Maybe that. Maybe the fifth could be like a, a lady. Yeah, I'm trying to think who that would, who would be good. Part of me really wants to say Becky Lynch. Yeah. Here's, here, here's why. Because everybody fucking knows they're together anyway. Mm -hmm. And then like they did that thing last year where it was like, man, this just isn't working on TV. He's just looking like a dork, like the whole time, and. <laughs> Like, what if, like, say she turns heel, like, you know, it's like you all, you, it's like, I'm successful, and then you guys just turn cold on me, and it's like, you know what, fuck no, you you don't, well, I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna stay with my boyfriend now, because we're, we're, we're better than all of you, and then they can play that up, mm -hmm. and get some heat, maybe. Just don't, have I don't, just don't have Becky talk, that, that's my thing. No, you're Kevin Dunn in honor. I, it's not even that I don't understand her. I think she's just lame when she does it now. It's her, her promos lately, like in my opinion, haven't been all that good. Mm -hmm. Like when she was doing the stuff with Sasha, like that stuff was like way better. I don't, I don't know what's going on. It hurt. It's like, I was telling one of my buddies, like her whole title run has been weird. It's been like real down and then it went up and then it, kind of went up a little bit more and then it went back down again like right after she was done with Sasha it was just nothing yeah would I like would I like the this is kind of off topic on Becky but what I really liked about Ronda Rousey I hated her fucking wrestling and I hate that she stole uh, stole the hot rod uh, look and everything mm -hmm. but her fucking promos were funny because when she was getting booed and you could tell it was pissing her off like she just fucking went off and those were like raw, like pro promos. No, no pun intended. Ha, yeah. But it's that was just a rando thought, though. Like I don't like. I'm kind of fifty fifty on that idea. That's only if it's like, oh, I don't know what else to do with her. And it kind of sort of seems like they're re they've reached that point. Because mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell she's supposed to do for WrestleMania still. <laughs> I would also. Uh, oh, I don't think Rana's coming back because I think her. Uh, Fingers still fucked up when it like almost fall off and shit. Uh, yeah, she almost got a forced amputation. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that and she her her language when she got interviewed recently talking about WWE, she made it kind of seem like she was done. I I don't blame her in a way. Um, even though I didn't didn't really appreciate her wrestling. Um. I thought she was pretty good. Like, I like she to me, she got pretty good. Mm -hmm. 
not really good or great or anything for what she was doing. And like, to, to me, she improved every time she went out and she got to the point to where she was pretty good. If she was in there with somebody really good, like Charlotte, they could make a really good match together. Yeah. But she kind of came off the, the thing, especially when she cut her contract short because she, AKA wanted a family <laughs> and all that stuff is that like the only reason why she did this is because, you know, she wanted to, to just do it kind of thing she's but she's been off a fucking year hey yeah i want to call i want to shout that out for a minute she's been off basically a year and then she was like right after it like she she lost title she never came back she was like all on her social media impregnation vacation i'm like god damn that's like tmi Mm. (laughs) i don't i don't need to know that uh and it's like well you know it's been about a year and you're like fucking you got nothing in the oven so maybe that was just horse shit yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know i didn't really appreciate her cutting her contract like that but that's just me oh if you hear wheezing that's my cat okay <laughs> she, she's old sometimes she like talks <laughs> uh can't really edit her out that's fine dude I, it is what it, it is what it is it uh, is what it is um Let's keep going here. NXT. I didn't watch SmackDown. Sorry. I don't. I, I forgot. I think so. I was doing something Friday, actually. Who gives a shit about SmackDown anyway? Damn. Fucking The Fiend's on there, brother. I'm over it. Oh. Just like, <laughs> every, just like every Bray Wyatt gimmick. It gets old, stale quick. I, I, I think it's there's still something to it. But let's see. Uh, Ciampa is reestablished in the title picture. Which is good. Yep, so it's Ciampa and uh, Adam Cole, which will probably be a great match. I really hope they don't do another uh, let's fucking kill DIY, uh, DIY, and this time it's Gargano turning on him. I hope- no, it, it seems to me like that thing that happened at Worlds Collide was just like a one-off. Because mm-hmm. they, they have not interacted with each other since then. That's good, but, uh, but they they they're friends again, is what I'm trying to say. I hope they don't do oh a, yeah do an angle where like oh now Gargano's gonna turn on you. They're yes, uh, let's see, yeah, like Trumpa, It was a cool segment, honestly. It was like the camera was like backstage outside. It showed like all of Undisputed Era just laying outside like dead, <laughs> and like Trumpa's like shirt was fucked up. He had like a steel pipe or some shit. And he just started walking to the ring. He was like, oh, fuck! And the, the, the arena started blowing up. <laughs> and then he went out there, and then Ab Cole's like, you fucker, you beat up my buddies! And then, like, they just started fighting. Mm-hmm. And, like, at some point, Ciampa got busted open, and they were, like, going to sign a contract. And Regal was like, I was going to give you this match anyway. You didn't have to beat them up. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of funny. And, like... Ciampa got the upper hand and, like, fucking rubbed his blood on contract and said, fuck you. That was the, the gist. Mm-hmm. And then this week, uh, they beat Ciampa up after beating up a bunch of people backstage first. Why, uh, why did they spray paint X on him? I don't... Why didn't, they, why didn't they just put Undisputed Era, like, UE? Because Ciampa made an X... Uh, like on a table or some shit mm. and was like you're going through this fucking table I'm gonna whip your ass and whatever 
So then, like, Adam Cole was like, oh, X, okay, here, fuck you. <laughs> so putting an X on Ciampa, that means they're going to go through him? Yeah. Okay. I guess that's what they were going for. Uh, Roderick Strong shaved a guy's head. That was funny. There was just a dude back there getting a haircut, and then, like, they were pushing everybody around, and they punched some dude. And Cole's like, where's Ciampa? And he's like, dude, I'm just getting my haircut. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, literally what happened. And He's like, okay, well, see ya. And then Roddy's like, wait, 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 wait. And he grabs the shears and just shaves his fucking head. <laughs> and he's like, and they start laughing. He's like, yeah, he looks stupid anyway. Fuck him. <laughs> I, re- I really hope that everybody from NXT doesn't go to the main roster. I I just hope that it's always going to be on on TV. Like, Yeah, like, it, I don't think they should take... I'm still of the mind that, like, Undisputed Air should stay as a unit. If they are ever going to move them, they need to stay as a unit. Um, and I don't... Ciampa has already come out and said that he won't accept a main roster promotion. He'll quit if that happens. Good. Because he said he doesn't think his body can fucking handle that schedule. <laughs> um, which though, is kind of telling, I guess. Even though his body's fucking ripped up fuck. I think it's more about his neck and everything. Mm-hmm. Like his neck, he. I think he he's had some knee surgeries too. So his maybe maybe his knees kind of suck and his neck obviously sucked. Yeah. But uh, so we got that. Uh, re- uh, here's a spoiler, I guess, for the women's rumble. Not really. Charlotte won. So it's, speculation started like almost a day or two after. Is like they're talking about Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, and I'm like, oh, that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Because we've never seen that match before. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's Charlotte Flair. I mean, you could, I don't know, I guess maybe to put legitimacy legitimacy on Rhea Ripley, but. To push her, yeah. But Rhea Ripley's fucking already white hot, in my opinion. This would put her over the top, in my opinion, because it's like, she, like, She's doing really great right now. She's beat established people in NXT, and she had a good showing in that Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. But if she beat somebody like Charlotte, you know that would that would blow her up. I think. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't, and people are fucking stupid about her. Like, there's there's people who are like, God damn, Charlotte sucks now. Boo, blah blah blah. I'm like, y'all are on drugs. <laughs> She's a good wrestler. It's just it's baffling to me that how many titles she she wins and she's almost breaking her father's record. She's got she's got to hit the, the flare record. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she might retire early. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I get it. people say it's like, she's like Roman Reigns. I was like, first of all, she has better matches than Roman Reigns. Yes. Second, <laughs> second of all, she cuts better promos than Roman. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Even though she doesn't do woo really good. Yeah, she's a girl. She can't woo like her dad. I've, <laughs> I've seen a couple of females woo like Ric Flair. Well, maybe she just doesn't have it in her is what I'm saying. Probably. Uh, remember, uh, sorry to cut you off, but remember when, remember when uh, Charlotte was like, I don't want a father, uh, father. I don't want to follow in my father's footsteps, and they change her name to like Charlotte, and they're like, uh, you know what? 
Let's go back to Charlotte Flair. <laughs> just like, just don't try to deny it. I hate that shit when they like drop people's names, like all that shit, that weird shit they did to Mustafa Ali mm-hmm. recently. Like the, he, Mustafa Ali has no connection to anybody, but they always do dumb shit with people's names, and it was like now he's just Ali, and it was like why? Yeah, like Eric Rowan, and then it was Eric, then it was Rowan. Well, now you have Eric and Ivar, so he can't be Eric Rowan because that would be confusing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then all of a sudden he's Mustafa Ali again for no explanation. It was just like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) I don't get it. One thing I want to bring up about WWE. So Andrade got suspended for uh, something with steroid-like substance and stuff. And people did detective work on Charlotte's arm because she is... um, engaged to andrade uh yeah i've heard that and uh there was like needle marks on her uh arm during one of the matches and now samoa joe has been suspended that's uh hasn't been confirmed yet okay that's that's being no and then i've heard some there's rumors going around that andrade's suspension is like bullshit or something well, it's not. I don't think it's bullshit. I think it's they had to do it because of the whole government thing where they had to do it. But they're going to Saudi, so I think that's a loophole. Where they're like, "Hey, it's out of country." No, I, I don't mean like it was steroids because I haven't heard it was for steroids or anything. I just all I heard was he was suspended. He violated the wellness policy. Well, I heard. Um, well, I heard weed is not a suspension anymore. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying it's weed either. I'm saying like he could have. When I say bullshit, it was like that time Roman got suspended because of his Adderall. Adderall. Yeah, Adderall. <laughs> and I'm like, well, maybe Andrade has some kind of medication and it was just not considered or something. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Um, who knows? Kind of sucks because he just won that title and it's like, okay. But. Yeah, then they, they did that weird angle where Humberto, whatever his fucking name is. Humberto. Uh, like ripped the fucking padding on the the floor and like DDT'd him and left. Well, Andrade did it to him first. Yeah, but so he was just he was getting like revenge. I hate when they do that stupid. Oh, he's a face, but he's out of control. Well, fuck him. It was, it was really funny though because it was like he's supposed to be like yeah revenge, but then it's like Zelia Vega is crying. Mm-hmm. And he's really, she's really concerned about him, and I'm like, well, this just makes me feel sad. Like <laughs> I'm watching a woman cry. Yeah, it was, like I just, <laughs> like, she, she did a good job. Like she sold it pretty well. Like, goddamn, like dude, was that necessary? Like I, I kind of don't feel bad for you anymore. <laughs> like, um, more on that later, though. Yeah. Uh, let's dream returns. The dream returned last night. Yeah, and, and his tights. <laughs> his bra, his tights. He's doing the Rick Rude game. He was he had Marina Shafir on his tights, and on the back it said, "Call me up, Marina." He's yeah. like, "Damn!" And that's Rod- <laughs> that's Roger Strong's girlfriend, his wife, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So. But so I maybe they're gonna do Dreaming Strong at Portland. I hope so because that would be a great match. Hmm. If not, they're going to do it sometime soon anyway. I don't give a fuck. I'm ready to see it. <laughs> how, did, um, how did Dream go out, by the way? Was it from UE? Uh, he he just lost that match to Roddy on TV. Okay. And he just he just disappeared. Like, he dropped the title to him. 
and it was because he had like a back injury apparently nobody knew what happened though like nobody knew what was wrong with him and apparently nobody knew he was coming back either because i haven't seen shit about that Mm -hmm. i i I like the whole uh circle sunglasses thing that was on the, the the titantron yeah, they teased that throughout the episode that night, and mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, is this somebody new? Because at first it said 5 two twenty, mm-hmm. And I was like, so somebody's going to show up in May. And I was like, well, they did just sign Killer Cross. Is that for Killer Cross? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Like, Killer Cross got signed, by the way. Even though he was like, I've never spoken to Triple H. I don't know. <laughs> oh, and whatever, uh, that, that female that's with Killer Cross... Scarlet Bordeaux, she got signed before he did. Yeah, so I heard rumors is that she's going to be way different than the women in WWE where she's going to almost have a sable uh, attire and gimmick kind of thing. She's fucking hot enough for it. (laughs) I, I just, with today's wrestling fans, I feel like that is treading a little bit because people, oh my god, so much sexuality in the women's division. Bullshit. Well, she wants to do it. She's been doing that shit on the indie scene. She wants to do it. Because, dude, have you seen social media where people are standing up for people that don't need to be stand, uh, stood up for? Because I remember there was a... Uh, no! <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, oh, you, you don't keep up with S, uh, SJW bullshit, but... Uh, Not really. <laughs> There was, uh, during E3 or one of the conventions, there's this SJW uh, streamer on Twitch, and she was like, look at these uh, booth babes. This is so, you know, 2000 and all that stuff. And and all the booth babes came on Twitter and, like, they paid us pretty well, and we wanted to do this. (laughs) Good. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting tired of that shit. It was like... I don't want to get into all that garbage, but it was like, what the hell was like all the women's rights revolution horse shit back in the sixties and seventies for, if it's like now all of a sudden they can't do what they want. Mm-hmm. Like they wanted to do that shit. They wanted to like express themselves however they wanted, you know, showing their, their sexuality or their attractiveness is part of it. Now you're wanting to take away the right to express themselves in that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a dude. Maybe I'm a bi- I have a biased opinion there. It's not maybe, but I'm trying to be objective. Well, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping the Bordeaux or whatever her name is. Uh, Scarlet Bordeaux. Bordeaux. Um, I'm hoping it's on NXT because I feel like on the main roster, they'll like goof about it and all that stuff. They tried to do that shit with Lana and it didn't work. Now Lana's just this fucking. Here... Captain <laughs> this is Mar- funny. Captain Marvel bullshit that she has on. They could have pulled that off with Lana, but like this is this is what Lana's like now. Lana is like all of the negative bad shit you ever heard about Sable. Like we're like it's she's just this shrieking, nasally toned fucking terrible promo. Can't really wrestle. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, and then like Scarlet Bordeaux is going to be what people remember about Sable that was good, which was just her looks. But yeah. she can actually wrestle. Mm-hmm. Maybe she can cut promos. I've never heard a promo from her. Yeah, me either. <laughs> so I know she can wrestle. That's all. Anyway, the dream is back. 
and I'm glad. I'm glad too. Kind I of missed him. I, I missed his attire that he always has every takeover. I missed his outlandishness. He was outlandish before Zicky Dice was. Oh, that would be a good uh, outlandish <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> Show up on NXT and face the Dream Brother. Now we'll we'll change gears and uh, go to AEW for a hot minute. Yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> uh, Kenny Omega was whining on Twitter recently. Like, about, he always, like he always says. About criticism towards the women's division and, and him because they know he fucking books it. And he basically said a lot of the criticism was, um, like, stupid. It was ignorant and uh, classless. Oh, I'm sorry, Kenny Omega. <laughs> Why do you have a 70-pound champion that never shows up on TV? I'm assuming what he means by ignorant and classist is he's he's trying to low-key call people racist because they just notice what's going on. Well, it kind of shows a little because we all know that Kenny Omega loves Street Fighter and Tekken. All those fucking nerdy... I love them, so I get to say it. Those nerdy fucking video games. And... You could tell in Japan that every wrestler dresses up like a fucking Tekken or a Street Fighter character. Yeah, so, somewhat, yeah. And you have people like Ryo uh, Sakura. Uh, she She's good. I'll say that she's pretty decent. Um, but the one that wears a fucking mustache, she was good in the beginning, then she got fucking weird because, you know, Japanese people have weird things and gimmicks. <laughs> Sometimes they do. And then... Um, they can't all be the great Muda. And then there was another girl that came out against Britt Baker, and, like, she looked, like, straight out of fucking Tekken. The You're talking about Sheeta? Yeah. Yeah. And then the commentary is like, everybody knows Sheeta. I'm like, no, I fucking don't. I never heard of Hikaru Shida until I started watching AEW. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, never heard of Riho either. By the way, I debunked that theory that Riho was the uh, the nine-year-old girl that Kenny Omega wrestled and was, like, now his girlfriend it was revealed, maybe. That creeped me out when I, before I learned that. I was like, is that for real? That's weird. And then I, I had to look it up because I wanted to anyway, but I had to after I learned that. Is it real? Like I don't well I don't know if she's really his girlfriend or not. But all I can confirm is she's not the nine year old girl that he wrestled. <laughs> Thank God! Wow. <laughs> like oh I'm getting like weird pedo vibes now. I was like okay maybe not. <laughs> but, uh, yeah like that. There's no getting around it though. The women's division in AEW is just fucked. Just, they've bungled it so bad. I I also heard um. Uh, Kenny Omega and Tony Khan. Oh, I heard Tony Khan has more of a creative uh, role now in AEW. And one, that kind of scares me a little bit. But two, I mean, he does have a few great ideas. It's just that some of these wrestlers can't uh, do it. Sorry to say that. But uh, apparently Tony Khan uh, came up with the... Hangman Page always drinking beer gimmick kind of thing. Good, that's a good thing. Yeah. 
<laughs> it's real simple, but I don't care. It actually, it feels like something Adam Page would do. Yeah. <laughs> what little I know of him so far. So uh, the recent episode of Dynamite, the Young Bucks come up to him and like we're like yelling at him. They're like, I know what the problem is. And they take his like beer away. And then the camera pans up a little bit. And then he takes a pitcher of beer and starts drinking it. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, like back to the women's division, and I also heard Kenny Omega uh, told Britt Baker to go heal and told her to like gave her pointers for her promo, and boy, God, boy, Kenny, make tell her to get off the microphone. Why the fuck? I hope that's not true because that's awful if it's true. Like I'm, I'm still not like convinced. Like Britt Baker is bad. I still, I think she's inexperienced, and it shows. Like she needs help. And man, the guy that can't even cut a promo for himself gave her promo pointers. I'm just saying, Mm -hmm. that's fucked. (laughs) Like she needs to not listen to him. Uh, but yeah, like. That that just tells you everything you need to know there. Just if that if that's true, it's like she's he's trying to give people advice and he's he's not in a position to give them advice in that case. I don't think he can book. Mm-hmm. I think he's the worst. He's done the worst job out of all of them so far. I think what they should do with Kenny is that he's great at promoting outside of the ring, pretty much uh, the nerd community. I think it would be great if he goes to like Evo or like PAX and E3 and kind of like uh, markets around AEW. I think that's what he should do. I don't think he should book. That's just my opinion. There's been a lot of this opinion has been kicked around a lot lately that Kenny is not the same since he left Japan. At first, that was just like a goofy story bit on AEW, but now a lot of people are starting to say it that even like him. Well, I, I really think that the Young Bucks, uh, Kenny Omega and Cody, they put him, they put themselves in situation. Even though Kenny has the tag team title belt with Hangman, um, they put it in situation where they don't, they're not the spotlight. And I kind of do understand that because then people are gonna be like, oh, it's like WCW. Look, they all have the belts, kind of bullshit. And they're always on, uh, you know. The main event. Do you see Kenny Omega on the main event all the time? No. Uh, do you see... I mean, Cody, yes, because his story is fucking amazing. Yeah. And he's not in the title picture. He t- he made a gimmick to take himself out of the title picture. Mm-hmm. So, but here's, like, here's the thing. A lot of people have been saying, like, man, Kenny's not the same. Like, this is fucked up. Like, this is lame. I think there's a few reasons for that. But here's my thing. Is, like... Maybe the whole thing was he did. He was so successful in Japan is because other people were telling him what to do. Yeah. And, and he was working with guys like Okada and Tanahashi and shit. And they were telling him what to do. Maybe Yeah. just a theory. And they also had a stable where it kind of doesn't really show, uh, you could hide behind a stable and, and still be awesome. I mean, look at Xbox. <laughs> Hey, X-Pac's a pretty good wrestler now. But Kenny had to, like, Kenny basically had to be told no. 
and it, like he couldn't do whatever he wanted there because he's gonna do nerdy, stupid shit. Remember when? Yeah. He, remember when he came out in the fucking that uh, one video game character, and like half of the people, were like even Jr. was like, "What is happening right now?" <laughs> it was Sans. Like if it took me a minute to like realize what it was. I was like, what the fuck is he doing? And then, like, I've never played Undertale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still haven't yet. Sorry. But I was like, oh, it's that guy from Undertale, Sands. And I was like, that game came out fucking three or four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's, like, so weird. It's not as ubiquitous as, like, Street Fighter characters or fucking Mario or Sonic or some bullshit. Something that's, like, fixate. It, it's a fixture in video game culture. Yeah, and, Undertale isn't bad. <laughs> and what and what baffles my mind is that now, because they got an extension, they're gonna have two shows now. That pretty much AEW Dark is gonna be live on TNT. And yeah, one good thing about that, Taz is gonna be a commentator. That's good. Thank God. And <laughs> so here's here's what I want to happen. I want Jr. and Taz to be a team. And then I want Tony, and if they have to have fucking Excalibur, Tony and Excalibur be on, on um, actually, I would put JR and Tez on the, the dark show. And you're all probably going to be getting mad at me. Yeah, I love JR, but he's not what he used to be, dude. And you could tell, I mean, I do love the jokes here and there. I do love when Tony and JR, like, I don't know if you watched Dynamite uh, last episode, uh, but Penelope Ford was out there, and JR and Tony were just like, oh, wow, she looks. <laughs> they were they were complimenting her. Yeah, and then, like, JR had a note, he's like, I just noticed that Penelope has blue eyes. <laughs> well, I mean, she's pretty attractive, but. Yeah, and um, it, but like, I don't, I don't know, I don't, I don't. If Jr. really likes working there, which I think he does, he needs to sell it on the microphone because there are times where I'm just like, he just doesn't give a fuck, dude. And like, I understand that some of the wrestling that happens in AEW might be stupid and it's not what it used to be in the old time. But you have to. Some of it's stupid now. <laughs> yeah, but 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 you have to make it believable. You can't just be like, the f-. and and if you're gonna bring new wrestlers, make sure you tell Jr. and Tony who the fuck they are, and not have Excalibur be like, it's uh, the Butcher and the Blade, and the Bunny, and the Bunny, and the Baker, and the Candlestick Maker. Did you have any other uh, any other thing with AEW before I started going off on their fans? Yeah, I wanted to finish that tangent about Kenny, which was like I agree with what you were saying about him. Mm-hmm. He needs to get out of this booking creative shit because I don't think he has the mind for it. And uh, they need to use him for what they I think they need to use him for the whole time his alleged star power yeah. and his ability as a wrestler mm-hmm. and. Uh, yeah, he can do some. He can be an ambassador and fucking promote, too. Uh, but this shit, no, this has to stop. And I think it needs to kind of stop with the Bucks too. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that. And then there's the passion of Cody. Cody got whipped. Yes, <laughs> it was the closing segment. Like 
<laughs> All right, look, like the main event for NXT last night, it was Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly against Tommaso Ciampa and fucking Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. Mm. And then Cody was getting whipped. Which I'm I'm just saying <laughs> Which I will say like the stipulation on like the what he has to do in order to get this match it's pretty pretty clever. Uh I do say it did kinda go a little long. Um but then they would have added more minutes to the Janela versus Kip Sabian match, which I don't <sighs> I don't want to see that. Uh, was that the main event? That was the last wrestling match, yeah, so I guess. Oh my god. Mm. What? <laughs> Why? I don't know. Um, but here's what I'm really disappointed. Not really, but a little disappointed with the uh, passion of Cody. Uh, <laughs> they didn't use a real whip. Well, yeah, like, here, here's something else. I couldn't help but think about this while this was going on. It was like, okay, they use Cody's belt. It's just like a little, you know, dress slacks belt. Mm-hmm. Those those belts are usually pretty thin. Um, you know how, like, in wrestling, a lot of the times, like, they they would whip the guy with, like, a big, thick belt. Yeah. Or, like, the leather strap or some bullshit. And you know that's got to hurt more. Mm-hmm. You think, anyway. I've always heard, no, it's, like, the little thin belts that hurt more. I can, Actually, I could buy that now that I'm thinking of it. But... I couldn't help but think about all the times people got whipped. We, like, we just saw Daniel Bryan get whipped a bunch of times. Yeah, and, and that was leather. And it hurt, but like he wasn't like totally debilitated and crawling and crying and shit. <laughs> I mean, I will say it, but they didn't pull at the whipping. Like they fucking what? no. They they full on whipped his ass. Uh, and I, I'm not going to say, like, he should have just not sold it or maybe not put too much drama into it. His back got fucked up from it. Hey, I saw a picture of him uh, from, I guess, last night or some shit after it was over. Mm-hmm. Or, or this evening or something. And, yeah, his back's fucked up. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's weird. It's just, I don't know. I feel like it, it got dragged out a little too long. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And, um... I don't know. Like, there's this thing about, like, uh, training your audience yeah, or educating your audience. I don't want to say training. It, sound, it makes it sound like we're dogs. <laughs> but uh, you have to, like, it's kind of a theory I've kind of bought into from, from old corny, which is you have to show your audience, like, you have to educate them about certain things. It's like getting whipped by the belt fucking hurts a lot in, in this case. So if somebody whips somebody with the belt, logic would dictate it's going to fuck them up after seeing that mm-hmm. or like the cra- But then it's like we watched a hardcore match on the last pay-per-view where they're hitting each other with chains and doing snap dra- dragon suplexes and fucking landing in glass. And it wasn't nearly as de- debilitating as that belt. Yeah. That's ass backwards. <laughs> well, that's why I said um, when they were talking about lashes, I thought they were going to have like, and I'm, whip? Yeah, and I'm not saying use like fucking Indiana Jones whip. I'm saying like use the the short whip that kind of looks like a baseball bat kind of thing. I don't know. It's it's not a full on Indiana Jones whip, but it's like a what they do to uh, lash people when they commit crimes. 
have the bunny come out with a whip to complete the look mm-hmm. and have her whip in. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and then the, the whole, uh, what I really also didn't like is I get what they were trying to do. They were trying to support him and kind of show like the, the, uh, you know, family bullshit and all that stuff. Family bullshit. Fucking yeah. <laughs> who needs families? Fuck families. Like like they had Arn come out and then they had Dustin come out and then uh, apparently they dropped the whole uh, Nightmare Collective hair bullshit. So now like Brandy is just Brandy now. Dude, you know, I had a great thought between like, I mean, maybe this isn't great. Depends on your point of view. <laughs> but when Arn Anderson came out, I thought, Oh man, if they wanted to get a lot of heat, like Arn should be like, no, whip me. Whip me. I think that's what they were going for. I don't know. And then it would be like, oh my God, he's whipping Arn Anderson. Like, holy fuck. Like, that guy's old and he's like a legend and he's being like degraded. (laughs) Uh, What I thought was going to happen because I don't know. The whole coach thing with Arn Anderson was kind of weird with me on how, how they're doing it. Yeah. I, I thought like when Arn Anderson was gonna come out, he was gonna take the belt and start whipping Cody, be like you're you know you're a piece of shit, but you know you're not you're not the best like I thought you were or something like that. Wow, whoa! <laughs> and, and that would put like a lot of heat, and then like you have Wardlow, Wardlow, whatever his fucking name, Wardlow, Wardlow, <laughs> Wardlow, and um, Arn Anderson being with MJF. That would have been that would have been okay with me, I think. Damn, what a swerve! Mm-hmm. Cody just can't keep any friends. If that if that was the case, then his brother betrays him, and then, <laughs> and then Brandy kisses uh, the bunny. She's a lesbian now. Whoa, whoa! Uh. Hold on. <laughs> no, like, uh, yeah, but man, when you have like an actual main event and then that segment that closes the, sh- I think I don't think that segment should have closed the show. That. Probably should have been top of the hour at, at nine. I disagree. I, I I thought it ended the night where pretty much uh, I was like, all right, I get the drama that they're going for, and you know it kind of sets up the Wardlow uh, first ever steel cage match in AEW. So, I yeah, it's I just don't like the way it ended too. Is the other thing though, because it was just like okay, he did, he he whipped him, he got his ten lashes, and MJF was pissed because he thought he would give up or some shit, mm-hmm. which I never believed. But then he kicks him in the balls and just runs away. And then a fan tries to get him because he got real heat. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm like oh that's it. It's like I, I mean I don't know what the rest of the show's makeup was. The the wrestling main event was Kip Sabian and fucking j- j- Jelly Nutella. Um, uh, they did. Um, Mox took the keys to the. Uh, oh, he stabbed Santana in the eye. I heard. Yeah. Now they're having. Now they're Terry having, Funk shit. Yeah. Now they're having an eye for an eye match. Whatever that means. That means they're gonna. You can only win when you stab somebody in the eye. I, I thought of. So <laughs> if you if you stab the you know the other guy, he's gonna be blind now. Like both of his eyes are stabbed. That means Mox is going to get stabbed. He's not going to beat... I don't think he's going to beat Jericho, uh, by the way. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, then Mox is blind, I guess. 
What the hell does he do? Does he just stay home until he gets eye surgery? I guess, and then he comes back revolution. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I got, I, I got confused. I thought you meant that was the match he was supposed to have with Jericho at revolution. Oh, no, no, the next week on uh, Dynamite, uh, which, by the way, when you get stabbed in the eye, wouldn't you think, like, you'd be in fucking pain and don't want to do a promo? Like, you'll be at, at the hospital? I don't know. I've never been stabbed in the eye, and I don't want to find out what that feels like. But apparently Santana, <laughs> Santana like, got up because they were in, like, the stairwell for some strange reason. And uh, they uh, he did a promo. He's like, an eye for an eye match. And I was like, what does that even mean? Why, why even say that? Like... Just have a match. It's yeah, it's some TNA kind of shit that's starting to happen there. It's like this gimmick match. It's unknown gimmick match we've never heard of or seen before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I can buy him saying I want to cut a promo after he gets stabbed in the eye because he's crazy. Yeah, he does crazy shit. So whatever. He's he's mentally off balance anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I want to do a shoot on the AEW fans. By the way, shoot. So, I went. On, I, I follow this group on Facebook. It, it's an AEW group, and then some idiot posted on there. He's like talking about Hangman Page. It said, "Should they take out the Hangman in Adam Page because that is semi-racist?" And I'm and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, "Wait a second, hanging happened before slavery." People got that was just a capital punishment crime for people. Yeah, it's a like, lot of people on like the other way, hanging is synonymous, I suppose, with Americans. And I don't know about you, but honestly, I think about it more in this way was that was how they fucking executed people out west. Mm-hmm. It's just like that was the thing. It's like you know, you watch cowboy movies and shit or whatever, and uh, he got hanged, he's fucking dead. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe I'm just not conscientious enough about racism or some shit i don't know but i don't my mind doesn't immediately go to like oh my god black people got lynched in some bad times in america or something no i just uh, my mind automatically goes to a guy gets hung because he committed crimes Hmm. (laughs) that's what i think of i don't know i think i i think it's the 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 good thing about his uh not the good thing but the cool thing about his uh, attire is when he comes out with that fucking rope that news and I'm just like, God, it's fucking cool. I, I don't think right away, man, he's going to hang, you know, a colored because, you know, that, that that's what all white people do. Apparently think about Well, they wanted to bring colors back up and fucking segregation shit, I guess. So mm-hmm. I guess Adam page can't be Hank cool hangman guy anymore. He has to be Adam page, the, the drunk the not son of Diamond Dallas Page. <laughs> uh, but anyway, my thing with AEW fans is like, just fucking watch the wrestling. Like, why do we have to dissect every single gimmick and be like, oh, her boobs are, you know, showing too much? Or, you know, since this wrestler uh, is ghetto, like, why does he have to be ghetto? Is it because he's black? Like, God damn it, yeah. <laughs> It's like maybe that's what the wrestler. I mean, maybe in WWE, you, you might be able to get away with that a little bit because Vince is like, "Yeah, 
Vince is sometimes, yeah, he's, you know, crime time, mm-hmm. fucking, you know. <laughs> but, like, other promotions is like, dude, maybe that's what they want to do. That's their culture in a way sometimes. Is being gangster not cool anymore? It's racist now? I, I guess so. Because I, I still think it's, like, kind of cool. Like, I can't be gangster. I'm too white. <laughs> and I, I live in Huntington, West Virginia. It's like, and that's not gangster. So. Mm-hmm. And then another post that was on there where somebody said, I am not a fan of the Young Bucks. And that's it. That's all he posted. Now, I will point out, maybe he was looking for a fight because he knows how fucking dumb AEW fans are. So I totally understand that maybe that's what he was trying to do. But at the same time, people were just like, I, some fans were like freaking out, like, go go kill yourself. And I'm like, whoa. I was like, this dude, all, all he had was an opinion saying the Young Bucks are are not great. And I said, I, I kind of agree with him. I said, you know, they're not great. I mean, they're, it looks like they're doing a ballet dance every fucking wrestling match that they have. A routine. I said I'm not gonna deny, I'm not gonna deny that you know they got all these belts and they were good at one point and they know how to sell merch. I, I can't take that away from them, but at the same time, like it's a pin, it's an opinion. Just, no, you can't say routine either, by the way, because people will try to use that against you. It's like, well, Ric Flair does all the same moves in all his matches, or Bret Hart five moves of doom, or some shit. It's like no, like they yeah they have their thing. You know, they have their, their list of offensive moves that they utilize, but this shit just looks like it's all core. It looks like pre-planned. It doesn't look like a fight. It just looks like they're doing flips and counters and shit. Mm. And I will say it kind of is creeping a little bit into NXT, but not as bad as AEW or, um, other indie promotions that they have. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes in NXT that. It can get it can look a little too pre-planned sometimes, mm-hmm. specifically with like the cruiserweight guys. It's like, uh, you're pushing it a little, but yeah. But I I made a post on this this group. I said, "Wow, you guys are just like Star Wars fans, pieces of shit." And I just <laughs> <laughs> and they, they weren't happy with that. So, well, you know, nobody likes being told their shit stinks. <laughs> It stinks, brother. Just watch wrestling. If you don't like it, then just, like, move on. Or also, if uh, there is an opinion, just also move on. Yeah, or just, you know, you can counter-argue, but don't turn to, like, a frothing idiot like that. Mm. Just because, he insulted my favorite wrestler. It's like, what the fuck? Are you a mark from the 80s? Like, why are you acting like this? (laughs) What the, I thought we were past that. You guys act like that now. Wrestling real to me, damn it. It's still real to me. <laughs> anyway, we'll move into general news now. This should be quicker, I think. Uh, the the trademark for EC3 has expired for WWE. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that to me, they're they're not making any moves to renew it. So, to me, it says they gave, they gave up on that fucking guy, and they're probably going to release him soon. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad a little bit, because, like, I was like, man, EC3 is great, but... 
whatever. He got, man, he, he did great in NXT, and then after he got called up, it was just like two years of nothing. I could see EC3 and AEW. I can totally see that happening. They could use him. He's a talented big guy. He knows how to wrestle, mm-hmm. and it makes sense, and he can talk. That's the most baffling thing about how they had EC3 is they didn't let him talk at all. They, like, what the fuck? They should have made him bang Alexa Bliss. Or some. Why couldn't EC3 be involved in the stupid ass Lana storyline? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect for him. I don't know. <laughs> well, uh, I, I don't know. Like, if he. He'll move on and he'll go somewhere better. Just don't go to fucking Impact, please. Just don't go there. Yeah. Go join, go join NWA. Go back to Ring of Honor. Go to fucking anywhere but there. Even AEW is going to be better for you than there. Mm hmm. Um, so kill the cross, huh? We already yeah, talked, we talked about that already, right? Yeah, we, we mentioned it. There's really not much else to say about it other than, yeah, they got him after he was like denying it and shit. Yeah, everybody thought he was going to AEW, but that was a surprise. No, I think he would have known that he would like. I have to admit, I don't really know a whole lot about Killer Cross. Like, I know that he's apparently good, mm-hmm. but I don't think he really has enough exposure yet. I feel like he would get lost in the shuffle in AEW. Yeah, NXT, they could build him up, and then he could probably shop around after NXT. Yeah, like, what's going to happen is, you know, WrestleMania's coming up, and there's probably going to be some call-ups. Uh and they'll they'll need to replenish their their male roster a little bit because it's starting to look like they really like Keith Lee a lot, and I'm starting to think he's not going to be there much longer. Boo! That means he's going to get lost <laughs> in the shuffle in, in main roster. Maybe. Well, we'll we never know. It's pretty much fifty fifty. <laughs> um, let's see. MVP finishes up with WWE. Yeah, uh, I heard. I heard that Rey Mysterio was pretty much his last match. Was, did I hear that correctly? Yeah, like, he came back for in the Rumble. Another spoiler, sort of, whatever. And, like, then he wrestled his final WWE match against Rey, who I guess was his best opponent outside of Matt Hardy and Chris Benoit. Yeah. He, he can't wrestle Chris Benoit again, so... He pretty much said, like, he wasn't coming back for the fans. He came back because his son wanted to see him in WWE. Kind of like a Goldberg thing without the weirdness of, like, Goldberg's son being shirtless in the fucking ring. I I was under the impression that the guy was pretty much retired at this point, so I guess that's what it is. He's he's doing his farewell tour, I think, this year. Mm-hmm. I was like, uh, the match itself was just kind of like, unfortunately, it was just, eh. Like, I watched it, and like, I liked MVP when he left WWE. Mm. I thought he was getting better, and I hadn't seen him do anything since then. Like, now I was watching him again, and I was like, eh, he's just kind of there. Yeah. Unfortunately, had like no impact. If he did it for his son, he didn't give a shit about what anybody else thought, whatever, fine then. I can't really say anything bad about that, I guess. I mean, I popped for him in the Rumble, but that's about it. I did, too. I was like, yeah! And that would have been a good spot for him. Just leave it at that after seeing that match, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we already Did we already kind of talk about AJ being injured? Yeah. Uh, no, no, we kind of did it before the show, but I guess we could bring it up. 
So AJ uh, got injured. I don't know what the extent of his injury is. Uh, what it, how did he get injured? He separated his shoulder. Ooh. And what happened was, is when Edge speared him, AJ wanted to oversell the shit out of it, so he did like a flip. <laughs> he like landed on his shoulder. And uh, yeah, he separated it there, and then like they're wanting him to just roll out, and he's like, no, I have to get fucking thrown out. He refused. So props to him for that. And that's what happened. Yeah, separated shoulder. Yeah, he thinks it's like apparently it's not as bad as what everybody thought. And there's even hope he'll be able to come back for WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, guess kind of a freak accident. Maybe he was overdoing it. Maybe he didn't have to do a backflip for that spear. <laughs> like, hey man, he sold the fuck out of it, so that's good. He wanted to make Edge look good, brother. He did. <laughs> Edge speared him so bad he separated his shoulder. Jeez. So, like, there's a feud right there. Edge and AJ. Mm-hmm. Let's go. <laughs> hey, man. You took me out. You separated my shoulder. You saw the bitch. See, it's right there. Wait. Brandy and AJ at WrestleMania versus John Cena and Edge. Ooh. That's pretty cool, man. I don't know. Yeah, I could see that. Because before AJ, I learned AJ was injured, I was like, what is he going to do for WrestleMania? I don't even know. I think they, I, <laughs> I think they were going to do, I, I don't know if this is true, but I think it was going to be Edge versus AJ at WrestleMania. I kind of had like a, a suspicion that might be it, yeah, before. Yeah, because again, dream match Edge versus AJ never happened before. So, and then obviously they had to change it, and then you put Randall out there. Randall. <laughs> um, have you heard the stuff about r Truth and Brock Lesnar? Yeah, I heard Brock is pushing for r Truth. <laughs> I told you Brock was legit cracking up when he was in that segment. I could just tell he legit was laughing at him. I was like, mm-hmm. that's awesome. He actually like, and then he's like, I want to work with truth. I'm like, dude, see, everybody talks shit about Lesnar, but man, sometimes he just, when he wants to do something and he, he'll fucking put his all into it. So that makes me think that Drew McIntyre is going to beat Brock and then Brock is going to face our truth after that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so I, I don't know what's going to happen on that end. Um, I have a lot of things to say about Brock, but I, I want to save it for the Royal Rumble uh, thing. Yeah, we can do that. All I can say is, man, if we get more segments like that between Truth and them, sure. I don't care. <laughs> um, What else here? Uh, let's see. Brett DiBiase got arrested. Yeah. For illegally obtaining public funds for needy people. <laughs> I'm like, damn. So he pulled like a, his dad in real life. <laughs> he, did, he pulled a million dollar man, but in real life, he was being an asshole heel. Well, now his dad's a preacher and it just makes him look stupid. Yeah, it makes him look bad. It also makes his brother look bad because his brother's a pretty good dude, apparently. Mm-hmm. Like he was just like, you know, he, he just figured you know i guess i'm done with wrestling i don't see my career going anywhere else anymore so gotta steal so he was like no this is brett not ted oh ted jr like uh brett never even made it out of developmental he just i don't know what happened i guess he washed out or something because he's mental 
I guess. But, like, his brother Ted was pretty cool, man. Like, remember back when he was trying to do that thing where he was getting over and he was, like, DiBiase posse. Mm-hmm. Woo! Well, apparently he was really doing, like, tailgate parties and shit in, in the lot with people. That's cool. And, like, apparently he's just a good dude. He just, like, you know, he donates a bunch and he's, he, he became a preacher himself. Mm-hmm. So like, and then his brother is fucking stealing money from people. <laughs> God damn. All right. uh, yeah, just kind of a, a really interesting, weird news. I thought. Yeah, I, I was actually uh, watching a wrestling podcast, and they brought it up, and I was like, "Really? <laughs> it's fucked up." <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get through some other real quick ones here. These these should go fast, I think. Okay. Uh, Samoa Joe got injured again, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm still not really sure what happened, but like my theory is he got concussed. Yeah, I think when he did that top say suicide, whatever you fucking say. Tope El Suicido is JR we call it. Yeah, um, when he did that, his head hit, uh, I forgot who he did it to, but like he. I think it was Buddy Murphy, actually. Yeah, I think he hit his fucking head and you could tell Samoa Joe was like, oh shit. He got concussed. He looked kind of fucked up, but I wasn't sure if he was selling or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, there's these rumors going around that supposedly he's suspended or some shit. So, like, I don't know. Supposedly those are untrue. Uh, I just hate it because he just got off being injured and he got concussed. And it's just like, dude can't catch a break. Well, you need to stop doing the, the, those fucking suicide dives because he's a big dude. He does that. He's done that move like a million times, and like one time he headbutts fucking Buddy Murphy, who apparently has a harder head than him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buddy Murphy didn't get concussed. He did. <laughs> uh, freak acts. I guess it's just like the muscle buster, though. He did that. He did that move to everybody for years. Yeah. He does it. Tyson Kidd. He ends his career. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Shit luck, man. But it... let's see what else here. Uh, Ruby Riot came back. Uh, I get. That, that, <laughs> you don't like you don't like her. It's it's whatever. I mean, she's gonna feud with Liv. It looks like. Are they gonna do an, a triple lesbian story? Is that where it's going? No, fucking please don't do that. I think that's where it probably go because I, I I've heard that no everybody's going their separate way now. Oh my god, dude. I, I understand it was pretty garbage because of uh, the other lesbian that wanted to do it with R- Mandy Rose. I forgot her name. Sonya uh, Deville? Yeah, like, I heard, like, she was pissed off that they were doing that storyline. But now, what, if somebody has to get pissed off and post on Twitter and then all of a sudden the story drops? Just fuck. I don't think, I don't even think it was that. I think they just lost interest. I think it was Vince just losing interest. Oh, man. It's just because, like, here's the other thing. is like, it looks like everybody's moving in separate directions. Like, Bobby Lashley might even be fucking done with that shit. Um, Rusev, this ties into the other thing, is creative has nothing for Rusev again. Rusev can just quit. <laughs> he just needs to quit and go somewhere else. It doesn't matter where except uh, Impact. Don't go there. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking joke now. Uh... Go anywhere. You'll be used much better, even in Japan, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He would do, he would do great in New Japan. Because sucks. Know, Japan loves big guys. For some he's, a bit, he's a big, burly man. He's a classic wrestler. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't mean to gloss over. I'm glad Ruby's back. I didn't know when she was coming back. I I thought always thought she was pretty good. I don't know about this feud. It's whatever. <laughs> she could put on. Maybe Liv could do a better match with her than Lana. Let's say. Probably. I think well, most likely. I, I think that's what Vince probably said. I was like, oh, Lana sucks at wrestling. I gotta. I gotta. He finally fucking figured it out. Yeah. Um, Sting and Goldberg are returning. Yeah, Saudi. It's bullshit. I don't give a fuck. I really don't give a shit. And I think, uh, I I don't know. If you're gonna have Sting come back, why not just fucking get this match out of the way with fucking Undertaker and Sting? I, I think that's what they're doing at Saudi Arabia, though, right? Yeah. I don't give a shit. I don't give. I, Everything that happens in fucking uh, that that area of the world um, doesn't count to me. Every match that happens over there doesn't count. I think it's null and void. I think it's stupid. It's just a cash grab. Even though this match would basically just be a one-off anyway if it was in America? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather have Sting versus Undertaker at WrestleMania. That makes a lot more sense than having it out of country just because they never had wrestling matches there and the prince wants to see um I think it was a joke where they wanted Yokozuna to be in in one of the matches because they didn't know he's fucking dead. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean like I think that was this... I think that was true. I think they were like, "Oh, we want Yokozuna and fucking Andre the Giant or something like that." Oh, oh no, yeah, I was agreeing with you. Sorry. I uh, let my cat in. I didn't hear you say that. But <laughs> Yeah. Um I I don't know. Like I thought Sting was done because he kind of he fucked his neck up and he's like old now. And I was like, I I figured he was just finished, mm-hmm. but no, apparently he wants that one match with Undertaker. And Goldberg is like whatever. I don't know what else you could do with Goldberg at this point. Oh, um, I saw this video of Goldberg and Matt Riddle passing each other backstage. I'm not your bro. Yeah. Later, bro. <laughs> Was that during Royal Rumble? No, that was uh Oh goddamn, what was that? It might have been like Survivor Series or some shit, I think. Oh, okay. Uh the Rumble was Riddle and Lesnar. Mm. And Lesnar's like, I'm not gonna ever work with you, kid, so quit mentioning me. <laughs> he's like, Whatever, bro, and he's still mentioning him. <laughs> I, I gotta give Riddle credit for being ballsy. Um Because Brock doesn't give a fuck, he'll beat you up. Also got oh quick shout out to Riddle for being hilarious. He he had like a man him and Pete Dunne. Have you seen that shit with them together? The uh, the bro- the broser weights. The broser weights, yeah. <laughs> they came out in like a golf cart with the Dusty Rhodes title or title fucking trophy on top of it, mm-hmm. and it's just hilarious because Matt Riddle's like bro, he's like yeah, and then Pete Dunne sitting in the passenger seat, his arms are crossed, and he just looks like he doesn't want to fucking be there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like God, it's like funny. And then, like, they get in the ring, and they start cutting a promo, and then Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly come out, and they're like, you guys suck. And then Bobby Fish says, we have bigger fish to fry. See ya. And then Matt Riddle goes, Bobby Fish just said fish. (laughs) Bro. Bro. (laughs) Then he started a, how much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? Chant. (laughs) He started a chant, and he made it a meme. It's a meme now. That's fucking funny. 
I just want to give Matt real credit for being funny. Because, like, I guess you're letting him do more shit on the mic on his own lately, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. And it seems to be working for him. Yeah. Uh, Segway, this is kind of related. I guess Angel Garza is getting kind of a push. Have you noticed that? The who? Angel Garza. Uh, he was in the uh, the trip the the four way in the the cruiserweight, right? Yeah, but he was also on Raw. Oh no, I didn't see that. I I, I don't watch Raw exclusively anymore. I, well, I've been watching it because of the Edge shit and the stuff after and everything. I wanted to see what Randall had to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, Angel came out with Zelita Vega, and she sicked him on Umberto, who's like his fucking cousin. <laughs> so they had a match, and it was like it was pretty good. And then it was like Angel Garza is a lot more talented than Umberto. I'm just saying. He can he can actually cut promos. He's actually like kind of entertaining. He does that thing with the pants, and it always gets a pop. Yeah, and it gives him a weapon kind of too. Like he could throw his pants at somebody and fuck them up. Mm-hmm. Kind of like you know, sand in the eyes kind of thing. Just pants in the eyes, pretty much. Pants in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like Angel Garza. It seems like he, he's getting. I've heard this is because of what happened with Andrade. So they're just kind of like shoving Angel in his place. That's good. I mean, I guess uh, you have to have Latino, uh, you know. I, I, here's the thing with the and uh, with Vince, he, like he always has to have Latinos fighting the Latinos, and like the sometimes the Asians fighting the Asians, but not not re- lately because he doesn't like Asians that much. Only Nakamura and Asuka. Oh, and Kairi saying. It's debatable how much he even likes Nakamura <laughs> with how he's been treated lately. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I like Angel Garza so far from what I've seen. I think he's got a lot of potential, actually. Lots of people are, are saying, oh, he reminds me of Eddie and stuff. Yeah, I'm like, a little bit. I can, I can kind of see it, yeah, but I wouldn't get carried away with that comparison. No. <laughs> I hate when WWE goes, oh, look, you know, just like Eddie Guerrero. And I'm like, oh, man. Oh, oh, no, they're not really doing that with, they're not saying that. It's just fans that say it right now. Even the fans that say it, too, kind of annoy me. But like, I'm like, well, just because he's got, he can speak pretty well and he's got, like, he's pretty good in the ring and shit. Like, let's not get carried away yet, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's see how he goes. He's still pretty young and learning, I think. Uh, Good on him, though. Yeah. And then I got... I got the two bit. I hopefully, I think he's going to capitalize on this. I, I get the feeling that he will. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here's the two big ones. Uh, Jim Cornette has public falling out with Dave Meltzer. I, 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 I didn't even see anything about this. Oh, fuck. Okay. So it wasn't like out in public. It did happen recently, though. Like, I think it was yesterday, actually. Mm. Uh, it was on Twitter. And I think. Like, if you don't really listen to Cornette's podcasts that much or anything, you wouldn't really know this, but lately he's been getting really perplexed by Dave Meltzer's opinions where about fuck, about wrestling. Where the fuck has he been, though? That Like, that's what Dave Meltzer's been doing for, like, almost his entire career. No, I don't, I don't think so, because, like, it's like this. He's making this kind of comparison. Like, Dave Meltzer would talk about, that was great, like, a classic match that, Everybody knows is a classic match or something, you know, mm-hmm. like Flair and Steamboat. I'm just going to say that because Cornette brought it up. 
Um, or like, you know, Bret Hart and Davey Boy Smith, stuff like that. Or like some of the Japanese matches like Liger and fucking uh, Muda. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And like those are great. Well, it's like now he's like kind of retroactively like changing his opinion. He's like, well, those matches don't hold up anymore. What? Because, yes, he said Dave Meltzer's been saying crazy shit like this for the past few years. He must be because people just know he's a joke and he just wanted to throw that out there. Probably. Well, a lot the running theory with that is it's because of like the young bucks and Kenny and how he's become like pretty much fucking, uh, infatuated with like the, the Japan wrestling more than anything. Mm-hmm. And like the new style that's cropped up the new indie style. He goes to bat for a lot of that shit. Like he goes to bat a lot for people like Joey Ryan and stuff, which makes me wretch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joey Ryan can suck it. He can, he can suck it. He can suck his invisible dick. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but like uh like he's been retroactively saying things like that. Like that match isn't doesn't hold up anymore. Uh cuz Kenny Omega and Okada is like an eight-star match or some shit. Mm-hmm. And he's been like up Kenny Omega's ass since two or three years ago or whatever the fuck. And the same goes for the Bucks. I will say he's been following them a lot in Japan before AEW stuff, so I, I, I wouldn't say the last three years. I, I would say at, le- at least maybe seven. Well, I well, I mean, like by three, three to four years, because Kenny didn't start getting his big push till around that time. I want to say true, true. And same goes for the Bucks. Like they're kind of known, mm-hmm. but I don't really think they got really popular. Mileage may vary until like four, five years ago, maybe. I think it's pretty uh, known that if the Young Bucks and Kenny Mega would never run Bullet Club, they'd be nobody, in my opinion. It's starting to seem that way. I think the cracks are forming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think more people are starting to figure out they're not all they're cracked up to be. But uh, anyways, like they've kind of gone back and forth on that kind of stuff. Dave's and, and everybody makes fun of Dave Meltzer now because of his rambling fucking opinions about shit where, you know, it's like, well, Sting's coming back, but you know, I don't know how good his neck is. You know, he could wrestle the undertaker, you know, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it could happen, but his neck, I don't know about that. And, uh, things change. And then Brian Alvarez just fucking complains. He bitches and like a whiny bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've not really liked. I, I've lost a bunch of respect for Dave Meltzer because of this stuff and the, his fucking reporting. I feel like he's lost his mind or something. Like he's he's losing brain cells or some shit. I, I don't know what's going on. So Cornette <laughs> and Dave Meltzer didn't have a fallout like Santino Marella did. Oh no, it was just ver- verbally on Twitter. He was like. Dave, I've tried to defend you for several years now on your opinions and stuff, but this shit has to stop. Quit supporting this Harpo Marx motherfucker and the bald bucks. <laughs> <laughs> like you're you're making me look bad because I like because I'm associated with you. <laughs> he ran it at him like three or four posts before he said, "Lose my number, we're done." 
And then Dave tried to come back and say some shit. Like, I don't even remember what he said. It was like pretty mild. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was, that was it. It's like, I thought it was just really interesting because Cornette's always kind of tried to back Meltzer up. And I guess it's gotten to a point where he can't do that anymore. Oh <laughs> well, yeah. Because it, Meltzer is such an AEW mark and it, 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 you could totally see it. He was saying some kind of shit like, oh, you just, I can't, nobody can take your opinion seriously because you think AEW is going to go under in a month. And I was like, he's never fucking said that. Like, mm. <laughs> especially now that they have like a three year ironclad fucking deal. Yeah, as long as they're beating NXT in viewership, they're always going to have a deal now. It seems like that's, that's a solid case. It always seems like they have 200,000 more viewers on average. Unless for some strange reason they think hiring Vince Russo would be a good thing for AEW. Oh my god. I don't think that'll happen. No. <laughs> like 100% because uh, I think like a couple, I think around All In, when All In was happening, they did that star cast thing. Mm-hmm. And then like Vince Russo was trying to like weasel his way into that. Like, bro, invite me to star cast. And then Cody just said, no. <laughs> <laughs> like he knew and he's just like no and then he said some shit like uh he basically insulted him he was something like i don't want to invite people that are bad for the business here mm-hmm. Good. essentially Good. uh that was interesting i know people was like oh you always talk about cornet i mean i don't know i agree i agree with the guy a lot and i think he's really interesting i don't agree with everything he says though mm-hmm. um George Barrios and Michelle Wilson are out of WWE management. Oh, yeah. I forgot about the, the co-presidents. And a lot of people were just like, oh, the attitude there is kind of... I'm like, dude, stop breaking that fucking stupid shit. I said, maybe they might do a little more edgier stuff. Maybe they were keeping it that way, uh, those two presidents. But I, I feel like they're just scapegoats at this point that, you know, they're not hitting viewerships as they used to, especially when they're not beating AEW on Wednesday. Um, no. And I don't know. Maybe maybe there's change happening. Maybe Vince is like, we need new people, new ideas. Maybe he's finally getting it. But I don't, I don't believe it. I, I don't believe he gets that, you know, shit's hitting the fan. I don't think that Barry, I don't think those two really had too much to do with my opinion and like the direction of the company's product, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it always seemed like they were more involved in like how to maximize the profit of WWE or whatever. Like they they were the big p- uh, proponents of like the network, mm-hmm. especially uh, Michelle Wilson was. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, I think part of this is just like, yeah, maybe partial scapegoat, partial our network revenue is plateaued or something. Uh, we need to get some new people. And what's interesting about this though, is like they were pretty much the backup plan. If something happens to Vince, mm-hmm. uh, they were supposed to kind of take the reins and now there's nobody, there's no backup plan in place now. <laughs> That's kind of scary a little bit. That's a little scary. I mean, Vince is getting older. He says he'll live forever though. And I kind of believe him. Yeah. <laughs> so, Guy could get on muscle and fitness in his fucking 70s. (laughs) I really don't want Stephanie McMahon to take the reins. Um, 
I don't think she'd be good for it. I think she kind of realizes that too, because she like tried to do the creative thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Wasn't really good at it. Uh, and then she kind of got into this whole PR ambassador image manager brand manager. Uh, I think she's good at that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I listened to a podcast with a JR in it and, uh, he was talking about the time where he uh, he didn't say like to to coach. He didn't go like you know fetch my thing, boy. But he he did say like boy, that was a good move. And like um, Stephanie brought Jr. into Vince's uh, office and you know told Jr. to say sorry for saying in an almost like a racial slur kind of thing. Oh uh, well. I- <laughs> She was, I don't think she's like one of those people, but she might've just thought of it from like a corporate standpoint, like kind of like, yeah, they need to stop. Uh, they, they need to stop doing that. By the way, they need to, <laughs> they need to stop having WWE be all this corporate stuff because it clearly it shows and AEW kind of shows a little bit. The NWA does it really well where you don't see the corporate side of things. I don't. I don't think there's that much corporate to it, anyway. And that's a good thing. <laughs> Wrestling's not meant to be super corporate. I don't think. Mm. It's just it, it kind of hurts it. You have any? But, you have any final say sayings about these presents before we uh, get into these two pay per views? No, that was pretty much it. That's interesting. Uh, it's causing a lot of speculation, and I guess dumb speculation, like. The Attitude Era will finally come back. It's, it's not going to fucking come back, dude. Mm, <laughs> that was a one-and-done deal. <laughs> like, maybe PG... Not P, maybe, uh... Was it PG-14 or something like that? Maybe that's the closest thing you'll ever get to Attitude Era. That's about TV, it. TV-14? Yeah, I don't know. I, I doubt it. <laughs> yeah. All right. World to Collide, NXT. Uh, it's a, It was a short pay-per-view. And by God, like always, NXT does an amazing job. Uh, one thing I want to bring up right away, Mauro Ronaldo was not there. Why? Did you ever f- find out why he wasn't there? I didn't really look into it, uh, I, but nothing was wrong. From Like, there's no reports like, oh, he's, he's fucked up again. I think he really did just have, like, another commitment or something, or he just, maybe he just couldn't make it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So uh, He quit Twitter recently, by the way. I'm going to throw that out there. That's good. He needs that. Probably for if you have mental, actual mental illness issues, I don't think you should be on social media. Yeah, it'll fuck you up. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Boogie. If anybody knows Boogie on YouTube, I know uh, Boogie. <laughs> uh, uh, we call it anyway. Tom Phillips was uh, in for Morrow, and I, I like Tom Phillips. He's he doesn't sound like another Michael Cole. I'll tell you that. Like that other he's, dude, he's serviceable. He's not bad. Mm-hmm. If he's like just playing the straight guy, he, he does okay. Yeah. So first match is Balor versus Dragonov. Ilya Dragonov. Russian, and I, I thought mad Russian. I thought it was funny because his last name is Dragonov, and isn't a sniper rifle called the Dragonov? It's a Dragonov. Uh. But and then there's like, uh, who's the guy from Rocky Four? Uh, it's just. Drago, yeah. Yeah. Ivan Drago. Uh, <laughs> Balor was great. 
I'll say that, but like Dragunov, I just was not impressed at all. I thought some moves he did well. I just your typical Russian. He's strong and he does like these. Uh, I don't even know what to call his move set at all. It was just weird to look at. <laughs> I I don't. Uh, I had a different opinion about this guy actually. Okay, well, go uh, for it. I thought he had a crazy kind of look about him. Like he looks crazed. Mm-hmm. And that definitely stands out in today's wrestling because you know what wrestling really lacks nowadays is crazy people. <laughs> like Bray Wyatt is a crazy person, I guess. Sure, mm-hmm. but like outside of him in the sphere of WWE, who is crazy? Nobody. Yeah, <laughs> just, that's it. You're right. Um, and and then you could even say that for the greater whole of wrestling too. Like who in AEW is crazy? Maybe Moxley, probably just him, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Maybe the the dork the dork order or whatever the fuck you want to call him. <laughs> the dork order. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Darby Allen is kind of crazy a little bit. Darby Allen is reckless and he doesn't give a fuck. I don't mm. think he's crazy. <laughs> I don't believe. I don't buy him as crazy. Maybe uh, the other guy with the staple gun, Jimmy Havoc. Oh, he's just stupid. Ilya Dragunov looks crazed. Yeah, I I guess I I just it didn't click with me at all. Um, I really like his intensity too. He's very intense. Yeah, and he had at some point I thought, man, is Finn Balor gonna lose? But then I was like, nah, he's not gonna lose to this fucking Russian. Nope. Uh, I like Finn's work here was really good. It's a lot rougher than what it used to be. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like he's a lot more aggressive and rough when he fights. Um, do you think he's gonna do the face painting thing, or do you think it's just gonna be straight up? I'm fucking, you know, just Finn Balor. I think he's done with that. That's that's. I didn't really think about it till you brought it up, but I get that feeling. I think he's he's moved on past that now, and he wants to just portray this. I'm I'm here because everybody fucking forgot about me, but they're not gonna forget now, brother. Mm. <laughs> Oh, that was my Irish accent attempt. <laughs> but, um, like, yeah, he's got a real chip on his shoulder and shit. I, I like it. But, um, Dragunov, it, his style to me, it was like kind of just wild brawling and, and just crazy shit. It was like, you feel like the, what, what I got from it is you feel like he would almost try anything if he thought it would work. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of just like really reckless, like striking and shit. Yeah. And it, like I don't know. That that that's what came across to me. I also thought he sold pretty good too. Yeah, I'll admit that too. He he sold off a lot of Balor's uh, moves that uh, moves that he was doing on him. I thought overall the match looked like a fight. And even though there was some flashy moves in it, it still felt like these guys were actually beating the shit out of each other. Mhm. So and, what what else you got? Because I have a rating ready. I don't have anything else. That's kind of it. It was like, I, I wrote like four notes for this match and I, I hit it because it was just good. And I think the match lasted about maybe 20 minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit under that. Uh, what'd you rate it? 6.75 out of 10. See, I rated it 8 out of 10. Oh, geez. <laughs> All right. I mean, we did have opposite opinions, you know, on uh, Dragonov, so that kind of yeah. makes sense. 
All right, let's move on to the uh, Cruiserweight Championship match, which had Jordan Delvin, Devlin, uh, Angel Garza, Isaiah Scott, and Travis Banks. And when I first saw this, I was like, I don't know anything about any of these people. <laughs> and I was like... I didn't either. I kind of knew Angel Garza and Swerve, mm-hmm. but that was it. And I was like, all right, this might be a piss break, but... Literally, right when the match started, I didn't get up to go take a piss. And it was a pretty long match, too. Because This one definitely went 20-ish minutes. Yeah, and uh, Angel Garza did his pants gimmick, which was funny. And they just kept on stopping it from happening. And people were booing every time they, you know, beat him up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I really, really love Jordan Devlin. I love his fucking headbutt shit that he does where he headbutts somebody and he, like he falls down because it hurts him too yeah that guy really impressed me in that match I- i'd never seen him before it was like holy shit everything that guy does is just really good mm-hmm. and he did a lot of good suplexes too which was impressive to watch his finisher is a suplex yeah it's like that side japanese suplex the one where they dump you on the head mm-hmm. like yeah fuck yeah <laughs> it, it, dude when when people say, you know when you say a cruiserweight match this was a fucking traditional cruiserweight match because and i know i said you know all the flips are kind of like choreographed ballet and all that stuff this didn't feel like it no there was a lot of the one of the things that stood out to me was there was a lot of very creative spots in this match mm-hmm. it wasn't like routine shit it it looked like things were happening just by the luck of where somebody ended up because they got hit and then somebody would take advantage of that. And I don't know if people really bother to think about that that much in a match. And it's not even like, even when they did like a spot, it kind of looked like I'm going to, I'm doing this spot because I want to hurt you. Not because I want to make it look cool kind of thing. That's a big, yes, that's a big difference. It's just very important distinction because it would be things like fucking, I don't know, Travis Banks, German suplexes, swerve, and swerve stumbles, and then uh, Garza super kicks him in the back of the head because he just saw an, an opening and fuck him. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that would happen. Yeah, and um, I will say, like, Isaiah Scott and Travis Banks, they had their moments and stuff, but, like, to me, Devlin was a big, like, you kind of saw a little bit that they were going to give him the belt, but like at the same time, I'm like, mm, maybe Angel Garza is going to get. Oh, oh, wait, Angel Garza is the champion. Yeah, he went in champion and yeah. he was defending. I thought Travis Bakes did a good job, though, too, and I thought maybe he was going to win. Mm-hmm. There was one point where I think I forgot what movie did because uh, <laughs> it was a long time when, since I watched it. Uh, but like he did a move, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is it." And then you're like, "One, two, and then he kicks out, and I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I think I think wait, I think Travis Banks did his finisher move, and then Devlin came in and he did that headbutt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this match was crazy though. Like honestly, it was uh, like I see Fatal Four Way, and I see like a bunch of smaller guys. Usually, I'm like, "Oh god." Mm-hmm. Like, this is going to be fucking, you can't follow this shit. And it was very fast, but you could follow it, and it pretty much made sense for the most part. Well, um, well that's why I was like, I was going to go on a pee break, and I just never did. Because No, I- it was just good shit, like, the whole time. Because I-, I was nervous, too, when it started. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, it came off like a, a good car crash fatal four-way. <laughs> like People were just getting fucked up doing like big spots and shit, but it didn't feel like, oh, they're just setting up their spots. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it, they were doing it to hurt their opponent and to win their opponent, not to dance with the opponent to, you know, go ooh and ah kind of bullshit. Let's get the biggest reaction, brother. Here it is. We'll we'll do this. We'll do a Meltzer driver. Mm-hmm. We'll do another goddamn Canadian destroyer on the apron. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. I'm sick of the Canadian destroyer now. Why doesn't it finish anybody? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a flip power driver. How come that doesn't beat anybody? Because just like the DDT, it loses its value when everybody does it. At least the DDT's kind of come back. Some people lose to that now. <laughs> yeah, with the the paradigm shift with Moxley. Hey, Alexa Bliss, that's one of her finishers. She DETs people. Mm-hmm. It's just DET. I win. <laughs> What'd you score this one, though? <laughs> uh, I don't have any other notes for that match, do you? No, not really. The only other thing I, I would get, say is I've learned recently that Shawn Michaels really likes Jordan Devlin. And it's come out recently that Shawn is basically kind of booking and helping on NXT UK. Mm-hmm. So it seems to me like somebody could greatly benefit from, you know, being that good and Shawn Michaels takes notice of you. Yeah. So Jordan Devlin might end up becoming something maybe. <laughs> Hopefully. We'll see what happens. Maybe he'll, uh, hopefully he doesn't become another shorty G. <laughs> Fuck. I gave this match an 8.0 out of 10. I gave it 8.5. Oh, shit. Yeah. We're, we're there in the ballpark there, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, DIY D- versus Mustache Mountain. Yes. When I was watching this, I was like, oh, because I haven't been keeping up with NXT like you. I was like, this is interesting. They're both kind of like faces in a way. Mm-hmm. And they started off as faces where they were just doing each other uh, moves and having respect for each other. And I really liked that DIY were the first group to be like, fuck this shit. And start uh, kind of going a little not respectful. They turned the heat up. They started playing a little dirty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I liked it a little bit. I thought it went a little too long in the beginning as far as a respectful kind of thing. But the buildup, I mean, they had it. I guess they had to do it just to be like, ah, DIY is going to be the first one to, to not be respectful. So I thought that was pretty good at but uh, boy, were they fucking hitting each other in this match? Yeah, I thought honestly, I'm just gonna be straight up. I thought this match was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like Mustache Mountain as a tag team. Yeah, like whenever they've had a tag team match, it's always been really good. I really like those guys a lot, like especially Tyler Bate. He's great. Um, but Trent Seven, I really like a lot too. Uh. But the one thing I always notice about those two is uh, <clears throat> the the way they, like, project themselves in the ring, mm-hmm. like, when they're having matches. It's like you really believe in their bond as a team. Yeah. Like, it's like Trent Seven's his mentor. He trained Tyler Bate. So, like, 
it's kind of like an older brother kind of thing or something. And I, I remember specifically there was this one match, uh, it might have been last year before last or something. I think it was them against Undisputed Era. And they were doing this thing where, like, they got they cut Trent off and they started working his knee and they were just fucking him up badly. Mm-hmm. And Trent was selling his ass off. And he made it look like he made it look like he was fucking hurt. And it was Tyler, instead of just looking like he was frustrated and wanting to get in, he looked really concerned and he looked very worried. <laughs> like he was worried for his health. Jeez. And yeah, it was like and it, it kind of got me a little bit, man. It's like the they kept it's like they were torturing him. And like he was just like distraught, and it got to a point to where he basically threw in the towel. Like he he didn't want to watch it anymore because he couldn't fight. Trent kept trying to fight and he just couldn't stand up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, stop. And he just like, he, he, he threw the towel in and immediately just grabbed him and was like, he was crying. Jeez. And I was like, and I, I kind of got me a little bit. I'm like, God damn, man, they made me buy into that. <laughs> Those guys are great. Um, and that that's on display here too, though, like in this match. Mm-hmm. Like they're, it's like, I, I get this, they're really good at that. I don't know. And like, that's one of the things that were stood out is like the interaction between the teams in this match. They had a lot of spots where they soaked it up between each other and kind of played off of each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, okay. You did this and you're cool. And they, they shake hands or Chompa's like, he waved at him and then Trent's like, oh, he waves back or whatever. <laughs> I marked out when both Gargano and uh, Ciampa were on the apron and they did that. Patting, each other, patting themselves on the back and yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, like, it, it, that's the thing. is like, oh, this might be kind of a long match. It was long, but I didn't care because I thought it was good the whole time. Mm-hmm. This is This pay-per-view is a super card. You have to keep that in mind. Yeah. it's They're putting all the best people from NXT against all the best people in NXT UK. And this was like a super match. Like, what if these two guys fought? It was epic. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's not a lot to say about this match besides they did spot for spot and kind of like fan service for both sides, pretty much. DIY is, the you know, the fan favorite for NXT, and then Mustache Mountain is kind of like the fan favorite for uh, NXT uh, UK. Yeah, and like the they had the crowd the whole time. Both of them did. Mm-hmm. both teams i should say and all the action was great and like they didn't miss a beat on anything fucking tyler Bates still does like amazing comeback sequences that are just awesome mm-hmm. uh, and he's only like what 27 or something like that he's pretty young yet still i think he's i think it might be a little bit less than that i think he's like 22 i think no i think i think he's like 24 or 25 at this point mm-hmm I'm going to check while I'm gathering, but <laughs> like, yeah, like I don't, it's hard to really <sighs> just watch it. Cause to me, this was like a classic. This is like a new classic in my opinion. This this really reminded me of old school wrestling where you're just like, you have these two face groups and kind of like a, a Bret Hart versus a Roddy Piper match. Yes. Like it reminded me of a lot of those really great matches that are old that are just a lot of fun to watch and you can really get into like the, the psychology and everything. Mm-hmm. 
that I was like, I was watching this like, this is so fucking good. This is like the best match I've seen in a long time. Like I legitimately thought that when I was watching it. Yeah. Um, Tyler Bates, 22, by the way, jeez, that guy's fucking savant. He's got it. Like he's going to be a good wrestler, man, for a long time. Yeah. So what do you give this match rating wise? I give it a nine out of 10. Ooh, I'm just a little bit under. I gave it an 8.75 out of 10. That's hey. <laughs> still pretty That's good. That's just tomato, tomato kind of shit there. Yeah. All right, moving on to the one women's match. Oh, hang on. We skipped a couple things. Well, I, what? Uh, there was the promo in the crowd. Everybody's doing this thing where, like, wrestlers hang out in the crowd now. Oh, the birds are weights and all that? Yeah. And, like, there's, it was just kind of a meh segment, but, like, I mean, it wasn't bad or anything. It was just kind of, oh, okay. <laughs> There's this part, though, where, like, Matt Riddle's talk is like, bro, this is Pete's happy face, and, like, let him tell you. And then Pete's, he says, let me be blunt. And he looks at Matt, and, and he's like, Matt is going to smoke both of you. <laughs> <laughs> like, did he just make a joke? I don't know. It was. It came across a lot funnier, like if you watch it. And didn't he say, "Bro," uh, he Pete Dunn. He said, "Bro." Okay. <laughs> I th- then I, there was. Oh, go ahead. I, I think I messaged you and I was like, "Oh my god, NXT is doing the wrestlers are in the crowd thing." They've kind of done that. I think they started that in a way. Remember how like there'd be a takeover and then like look who's in the crowd. It's like Drew McIntyre mm-hmm. before he was officially in there. But that kind of makes sense, you know what I mean? Is it like they're not officially officially signed, but they're about to sign kind of thing. They want to see their competition. Yeah, I don't know why Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne and the fucking grizzled young veterans are hanging out in the crowd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what AEW started. They're like, Britt Baker's in the crowd. Why? <laughs> uh, then there was a brawl between Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. Oh, yeah, I, I like that. That was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, like, I think Tegan was just watching. Or no, no, it was Dakota. She was watching. And then Tegan just blindsided her. They were, like, going at it hard. <laughs> Dakota Kai is still a, is still better than Bailey. I'm, saying. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with you. I can't argue against that now. Because they tried to turn Bailey heel, and it's just... Not working. Yeah. Dakota's turn heel, and it's working. Mm-hmm. So... Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm for the women's title. Yeah, and I do like the story that led up to this, whereas like Tony has beaten Rhea Ripley, so Rhea Ripley needs to beat Tony Storm, kind of like the whole Becky and Oscar kind of thing. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I'm gonna be frank with you. Okay. I like Rhea Ripley. I think Tony Storm is okay. I thought this was just an okay match. I thought it was pretty good. Mm. Uh, And it's funny because I wrote this note and it was like, these two always have good matches and interactions. Now the interactions part was true and they still did have a good match, Mm. but this match I think under delivered compared to like the last two that they had. Yeah. They had to follow up on two amazing matches. I just said that they followed up on a, a modern classic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, like it, the other thing too was like it ended, 
And then I was just like, oh, I thought this would have gone longer. <laughs> this is going to sound very misogynist of me, but I was too busy looking at Tony Storm's thick thighs the whole time. Tony is thick, and I, I can't deny that's part of my her appeal to me. Mm. <laughs> so, but she's also really, I, I think she's really good. It's just like, sometimes she'll have a match once in a while that's not as good as what she can do. Mm-hmm. typically it might just be a experience level thing. Cause she's, she's pretty young yet still too. I think she's 22 or 23 or something. Yeah. Uh, but it, yeah, like I thought it started good. Like she was targeting Rhea's neck and Rhea sells like a fucking boss for somebody that size. She's a lot bigger than a lot of the other girls are. She needs to get away from the contact lenses. I do not like it. I don't like that look either. I think it's like too try hard. Mm-hmm. I liked it better when she was just like, this is me. I listened to fucking metal. Um, yeah. I would be a bad guy in the next Mad Max movie. <laughs> like, like I was like, Oh, this chick's cool. She's different. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, I, I mean, like, like I said, I'm going to be frank with you. I kind of just, this was my piss break, even though they're both of them are great competitors but I had to really pee because I didn't pee during that uh, cruiserweight, and then I didn't pee on DIY and Mustache Mountain, so I had to pee at some you were, point. You were holding it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't have that many notes. It was just like, everything was just kind of like pretty good, and then Rhea fights from underneath most of the match because she's selling. Mm-hmm. And then Tony goes for a flog, flog, frog splash and misses, and then Rhea hits Riptide and it's over. And I was like, oh, that was it? See, see, I, I, I could see why they maybe put Rhea down there closest to the main event because of the title, but I would have rather probably either seen this be the first match or in between um, the Cruiserweight and the DIY match. Yeah, after that first match, it probably would have gone over a little better. I don't know that it didn't have any heat. I don't remember now. Mm-hmm. Uh I think it's just hindsight 2020. We know how this match turned out, and it's kind of like, well, <laughs> it ended up not being the least good match of the night, but it's still good. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, they performed like I knew they were going to perform, so I gave this a 7 out of 10. I gave it a 7.25. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we're, we're there. All right, so uh, main event time. Wait, Finn attacks Gargano in the back. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Mustache Mountain makes the save, brother, because respect. Yeah. And that's it. I, at the, the whole time, I was like, where's Champa? Yeah, I was like, where's, he's, he's fucking, he's trying to prepare himself to get Goldie back. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't, yeah, I don't know where he was at, but this did have a follow-up, and it was Trent Seven fought Finn Balor on NXT the following Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty good match. And then, yeah, Trent did his usual Trent stuff where he's like selling his ass off and he gets beat. <laughs> it, was, it was a good match, though. It was good. All right. Imperium versus Undisputed Era. This is the big match, the money match. And then after I watched this match, I was like, oh, I understand why that, that previous one ended so abruptly. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. this had a lot of time. So I don't know everybody in Imperium besides Walter. Uh, you don't? Yeah, I, I haven't been keeping up with the Imperium that much. Well, 
the okay alexander wolf was in fucking sanity if you remember that yeah and that that's the guy who got injured correct yeah i don't know what happened to him i'm still kind of unclear about that the only thing i think of is he got his bell rung and they just got him out of there mm-hmm. uh and then fabian eichner was in the cruiserweight classic he was like the biggest guy in it he was like that six foot dude who was like kind of big and he was doing like fucking line salt off the top rope or some shit <laughs> I was like, damn, that guy's impressive. Yeah, he's in it. And then Marcel Bartel is like the guy who just didn't have any connection to anything. And he's a heat getter, though, I tell you that. His gimmick was he would just come into the ring and he'd put his hands behind his back and he would just look at everybody like they were shit. Mm -hmm. And then he wouldn't do or say anything and it pissed people off. (laughs) They were just like, boo, do something. He would just stand there and look at them like, no. That's a good gimmick. <laughs> it was working. Um, so, yeah, so he got injured. And I, obviously it wasn't planned or anything because the referee put up the X mark. And then that means, he, you know, he's done. Yeah, I think they called it on the fly there after that. Uh. <clears throat> I I thought you know after that the match would have probably been a little downgraded a little bit because to me you know if they're not uh, talking in the ring I'm guessing they probably planned some spots so they probably had to do an auditable uh, on the match a little bit and I thought that would hinder a little bit but no, was I wrong? No, if anything, they just picked back up like they're just like okay, the readjustment. And they spent some time adjusting a little bit, and then it was just like, it's like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's obvious their dude is gone, and they're suffering for it, but yeah, well, I, it doesn't look like anything's fucked up. <laughs> Walter had some fucking chops, dude, and like how he was chopping at people. I love watching Walter. He reminds me of like Vader. Like, not, I'm not saying he wrestles like Vader, mm-hmm. but like just one of those big guys that works kind of stiff, and it just looks like the shit he does hurts. <laughs> like just like god damn when he hits somebody i'm like fuck <laughs> i like how kyle o'reilly uh like you know he's scared of walter but he like does the the leg strikes like you know he's gonna do something yeah he's trying to like chop him down and you know get him in holds and shit and then walter hits him once and he just like crumples like a family guy character mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i love how he Kyle O'Reilly's underrated for selling in my opinion. He always does like this awesome shit where when he gets knocked out, he like falls on his head with his ass in the air. <laughs> He's like, like, he, like somebody got knocked out in Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. Everything was hard hitting about this match. Yeah, there's a lot of stiff shots. Bobby Fish. Uh, I always think Bobby Fish is like the weakest link out of the whole uh, Undisputed Era. Uh, I could see that because he doesn't, he's not really good, that good a promo. And he's like, in terms of like his in-ring stuff, he's not that flashy compared to the other guys. Mm-hmm. Like Roderick Strong's a fucking beast. He can just do a bunch of shit and it's, he's got a lot of impressive moves. And then Kyle O'Reilly is just unique. He's good at that MMA strikey bullshit, take you down, put you in hold stuff. And Adam Cole's Adam Cole. Yeah, Adam Cole, baby. <laughs> but Bobby Fish is, like, solid. He's just, like, really solid at what he does. 
Mm-hmm. It's just it may not be real flashy, but everything he does is good. Broderick Strong reminds me of Kyle Reese from Terminator. I don't know why. I think it's the hair. He's got the similar, like not the same color, but he has the same kind of haircut. Yeah, it's it's weird. It <laughs> freaks me out a little bit. I don't think I don't even fucking think about that, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't have too much notes. I was just amazed because I didn't really see a lot of Imperium. I've seen a lot of Undisputed Era, and seeing them uh, face with Imperium was, like, so good. Like, I was amazed by the hard-hitting. There was a couple uh, high-flying moves. You know, Adam Cole does it sometimes, but... Yeah. um, Fabian Eichner's good. He's he's interesting, because he's kind of a bigger guy, but he can fly. Mm -hmm. And then Marcel Bartel is really he's really solid not a lot of flashy stuff but he does have a few flashy moves yeah he's more about psychology and shit and just stuff looking good uh i'm still not real sure about alexander wolf i've not seen him since he's been in imperium and honestly whenever he wrestled with sanity he would just like do some brawling and do some kind of basic wrestling moves and usually he'd be the guy that just eats it he just takes like a big spot and it's just out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I guess the jury's still out on him. I don't know. Uh, yeah, because yeah, they, you know, they did that match without him, and it was still good. I'm going to have to, like, maybe try to research him or some shit to see if he, he's gotten any better. Or if he was good the whole time, it's just he was playing a crazy guy before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got little notes here about stuff. Like, there's a double suplex. Oh, Walter... Yeah did to Kyle and, and, and Roddy. I was like, oh my God, that was scary looking when he did that. <laughs> I liked when like Roddy just started turning up the pace on Walter and it was just, that, that's when shit got really good again. He yeah. slammed, he slammed Walter through a table, the Olympic slam. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was fucking impressive. <laughs> yeah, that's I, a big guy. <laughs> yeah. When I saw him go through the table, I was like, oh shit, dude. Cause it, it looked like it hurt. Like, Seeing Walter, the big dude, just go through a table like that, you know it's got to sting a little bit. I think he landed on, like, a monitor, and it kind of fucked his back up. Like, he had, like, a cut or some shit. Mm -hmm. And then Walter ends it, like, with... (laughs) Walter does a shotgun drop kick like Balor does, but when Walter does it to you, you fucking bounce off the turnbuckle. (laughs) It's like, god damn, like, when a guy that big drop kicks you, you gotta, like, sell it like you got fucking destroyed. Who, who's, that's, what Kyle, that's what Bobby Fish did. <laughs> it's kind of fitting in a way that Bobby Fish got hit with that because uh, Bobby Fish is the one who hit uh, the guy who got injured. Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I wasn't really sure what happened when it happened. I was like, "What?" I get. I don't. It's still unclear what exactly happened to Wolf. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really an injury report or anything. Um, hope he's okay. Yeah. You know, shit happens in the ring. But, yeah, this was just good. It was just good. Like, this is big match booking. Let's put the faction against the faction and have them fight. Like, that shit's awesome. And we haven't had that in a really long time. (laughs) Yeah, and it was really good to watch. There hasn't been faction versus faction shit since, like, fucking the Attitude Era. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. So when did you give this match? 
I gave it an 8.75 out of 10. Oh, this is my favorite match of the night. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Ah, oh, so we just flip-flopped a little bit on those two matches, but hey. <laughs> so I guess we'll give an overall. What did you did you have any no, final notes for this pay-per-view? And what's your score? I said this it, there a bonafide classic took place on this show possibly too. Mm-hmm. So we'll say the, the Undisputed Era versus the Imperium was the other one. So we'll say, sure, two what will be modern classics happened on this show. Okay. Um, my final n- notes are NXT knows how to do a pay-per-view. Fuck yes, they do. <laughs> Vince and main roster people, why can't you do the same thing? Because Vince, brother. Yeah. But and I, they have like their creative fucking team or whatever. Yeah, they're Walking Dead writers and shit, whatever. <laughs> uh, I gave this an eight point five out of ten. So did I. Cool. So we got the overall score, right? <laughs> yeah. Great pay per view. Best pay per view I've seen in a long time. I agree. Uh, not counting watching old ones, I guess. Yeah. All right. So let's get into some Royal Rumble since we uh, watched. N- 88-92-2020. What do you think of the Austin video package that opened it? I loved it. It was great. Yeah, I thought it kind of took a flashback of Tough Enough. Mm-hmm. He's like, why are you here? He's like fucking yelling at the roster. And I'm like, yes, fucking tell them. Tell them how much they slack off and how much they don't care like you did. <laughs> <laughs> and then... uh I was like, oh, the video package is, you know, good. And I said, maybe this might be a good pay-per-view. We'll um, get into that. Yes. <laughs> did you watch the kickoff? Hell no. I did, but for posterity. Okay, so I'll let you explain what happened. I'm not going to dwell on these. Uh, there wasn't too much to dwell on. There was Seamus versus Shorty G. Because oh. Seamus had recently returned from being off from resting and injuries and things and taking away the mohawk finally thank god he's back to his old look basically yep and it's weird because he kind of looks the same (laughs) he hasn't aged uh he looks like he's in good he looks like he's in better shape he's a little less bulky but he's still pretty muscular oh he does that workout video the seamus with the celtic the celtic warrior workouts i've seen a couple of those Mm -hmm. i watched one where like he did like cardio. He what the fuck did he do? He did like CrossFit with like Becky Lynch or something, and he like got gassed within ten minutes. <laughs> he was just done, and she kept going. And he's she's like, "Are you all right?" And he's like, "Yeah." She's <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny. I watched the but, one. I watched the one with Aleister Black and Selena Vega because uh, you know they're married and shit. Um, again. This is going to sound funny, but I, I always thought Aleister Black was British, but he's not. He's and, Dutch, brother. Yeah, and... Um, the Dutch Destroyer! That's one of his names! Yeah. Uh, I, I don't pay attention to that shit. <laughs> um, but they, they went over to their house, and in the garage they have like a workout area. And uh, Aleister Black was like kicking the fucking... Uh, the punching bag and shit. <laughs> and he just kept on kicking and like Seamus was like, whoa, calm down, fella. 
I think I watched another one with like I think it was Drew McIntyre. That was another one that was like, damn, that guy is fucking strong. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so let's get into the uh, kickoff show with Sheamus and Shorty G. What happened? See, Sheamus came back. His old look. He's heel again. He's picking on Shorty G because he's short. Although, it, I'm not going to say that's the only reason why he's picking on him because apparently Sheamus' thing right now is this locker room is weak and pathetic, fella. And he's, like, going to fucking clear it out of all the trash. I, I could he's, get behind that. He's tired of all these losers on SmackDown. <laughs> it's okay. Um, they kind of started off just kind of, like, pretty basic until there was a spot where Chad Gable cross-bodied Sheamus and over the ropes, and they both flipped outside. <laughs> I almost thought for a second, was that supposed to happen? Because <laughs> it just happened all so suddenly. Mm-hmm. But, like, maybe they fucked up or something. I don't know what happened to Gable during this match, but he was bleeding out of his ear. Ah. The only thing I can think of is he got tangled up in the ropes and it fucking dragged his ear or some shit. Well, thank God they didn't take off his ear. Yeah, he could have ended up, like, Foley. <laughs> Put his ear in a fucking Ziploc bag. Here you go. Put in the fanny pack. Outlandish. Outlandish, brother. There was commercial breaks during these matches. I hate when they do that. And they, the they did picture in picture. And I'm like, and they're, it's like, you're advertising the Royal Rumble on a commercial on a premium. Sir, I pay for this shit. <laughs> Why? It's made no sense. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's they didn't really have a lot of heat but then it got to the point you know how Sheamus does that thing where he just beats the shit out of you and he just punches you in the chest ten times yeah that was the only time in the match where there was a reaction it was when he was beating up Gable Jesus Christ he was like bam bam they're like yeah and he hit him like 17 times or some shit <laughs> and everybody was like yeah beat him up <laughs> There was a long, drawn-out heat segment with an arm bar. I think it lasted too long. Uh, and, arm like, bar. Arm bar. Uh, you, know, you know how Gable does that Liger kick? Mm-hmm. That rolling kick? He did that, like, twice, and it looked shitty. And I was like, why did you do that like that? And then he did it the right way the third time, and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. You gotta, what do you call it? You gotta get it right. Take- you gotta get it right, brother. I think the deal was he's, he wasn't running. Like, he threw Sheamus in the corner, and he just did it to him in the corner, and it looked, like, really awkward and shitty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, there is this part where fucking Sheamus does this sick-ass hot shot, like a Christian-style one. You know how Christian used to get behind people on the apron? And he'd pull back on their chin and then cause them to fling forward. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> I fucking love that move. Um, and then, like, Chad tries to put him in an ankle lock, and then Seamus just kind of gets out of it twice, and he bro-kicks him. Yes, I said bro-kick. Mm-hmm. It's over. <laughs> That's an old inside joke with me and some of my friends. I don't know why you have Seamus come back and you're facing Shorty G. Because he's heel, and Shorty G is short. I guess. <laughs> He's Seamus seems all right, you know, after coming back off of a long absence. Uh, I still am of the opinion that he's better in a tag team now after I've seen him do, like, dedicated tag team wrestling. Mm-hmm. 
Because as a singles guy, I always thought he was just okay. Like, sometimes he could have a match that could be pretty good, depending on who he's wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then there'd be times where he'd just have, like, a fucking lame-ass match, like, against Roman Reigns. And he's, what were you going to say? He's one of those wrestlers that you know what's going to happen. Like he, you kind of do, yeah. Because you're like, oh, here comes the, you know, when he pounds on your chest, and then like, oh, here comes his brogue kick. All right, that's it. That's Seamus in the nutshell. Kind of. He does some other stuff sometimes, but those are his bread and butter is like bro kick, punches, the slam, fella. <laughs> <laughs> um, this shorty G shit is, is bullshit. It's for the birds. I hate it. Chad Gable was getting over as just Chad Gable. I remember the reactions for those matches. When he, he was having those matches with Corbin, and they were like, dude, they're having good matches. And my opinion of Corbin as a wrestler was not that high at that point. And I was like, God damn, like, how are they doing this? <laughs> and they gave him a stupid gimmick. Yeah, because, you know, Vince McMahon, you know what be funny? Shorty G. He's a short guy. <laughs> short people have no reason to live. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this went a little long for what it was, which was just, uh, James beat him up. <laughs> it was like 12 minutes or it should have been like seven or something. Well, that's, um, sounds like a pre-show match to me. <laughs> 5.5 out of 10. It was, they, they had a couple of good spots in it. Uh, just kind of, it was okay. It was just, it was okay. It, it passed. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it looks like there was a rematch, huh, with Andrade? Umberto and Andrade for U.S. title. And I I said, starting out, these guys seem like they have good chemistry together. And I know you're saying, like, why do they always put the Latino wrestlers just against the Latino wrestlers? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a really good question. <laughs> I don't know why they keep doing it. They need to try to stop. Like, we were having that discussion about Andrade, and it was like, no, I've seen him have good matches in NXT. Like, a lot of those matches did not involve another guy that was Latino. Mm -hmm. Because at the time, I think he was the only one. Yeah, because in NXT, he did all those other great matches, and especially with Drew McIntyre. And then he he, uh, comes here, and it's like, you're facing Rey Mysterio, Humberto. And fucking Grand Metalik, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, let's see what happens. I know Umberto can sell pretty good. Mm-hmm. He's, he seems to be pretty sure of himself in the ring. He does some pretty crazy moves here and there. Some good high flying stuff. Yeah. There was a good spot where he did a super hurricane Rana where like Andrade was getting on the top rope. Like he was standing on the top rope. Like he was going to do a thing. And then Umberto went up there and was like, no. And they were kind of like, there was that pause because you know they're like, okay, get ready. And then he jumps over from the adjacent rope and Hurricane Rana's him from the tippy top of him standing up. <laughs> which is a pretty crazy spot. It, is it got a good it got a good reaction. Mm-hmm. Uh and then there was like a, a reversal sequence, and then after that move, that big move, Andrade wins with like a roll-up reversal and it's over. 
<laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and I was just like, I said that, and then it was like, it started out like, I didn't have much else to say because it was just kind of like not, co- it wasn't coalescing, I think. It's like separately, I think these, well, I think Andrade is better than Umberto is. Mm-hmm. But Umberto is still a pretty young guy. He might still be learning. He's still green. Yeah. I think he got called up too quickly. Um, and I don't know. It's just, it wasn't really clicking there. So maybe I was wrong. It might've just been all those times where I watched raw out of the corner of my eye. And it was like, that was cool. That was cool. And I watched him for like a couple minutes. And I was like, okay, I'm done. <laughs> I might've misjudged him. I think this booking is weird though. Mm-hmm. Cause I think Andrade needs to face and beat more established wrestlers than him. Mm-hmm. Like to me, I don't think he's still established in the regular audience's eyes. See, that's why. Yeah. That's why I would have had Sheamus come back and face Andrade. That could have been interesting. Yeah, and I think people would have cheered him as a baby face because he's just he'd been gone for like a fucking year. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, like something like that's already just a better example of what he needs to be doing. And I'm like, Umberto's solid, but I don't think he's over. And he needs he needs to work with more experienced guys still. Mm-hmm. My opinion, I gave it a six point twenty five out of ten because they were trying hard and it wasn't really bad. It's just kind of like this is okay. I feel like it could be better than what it is. It's just there. <laughs> it's just there. Nothing big. Then they did a bunch of promos. I'm just gonna run through this really fast. Bailey did a promo. It was meh. <laughs> Can't do it. Uh. Arch, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip him because he was the best one. Charlotte was okay. Kofi was okay. R-Truth came out when, like, three people were standing on the ramp talking. I think it was Renee Young, Booker, and that Sam dude. I can't ever remember his last name, Sam. <laughs> Truth comes out, and he's, like, walking to the ring, and then Booker's like, what are you doing, man? He's like, I'm in the Rumble. <laughs> and then they're like, the rumble hasn't started yet. And he's like, I have an affidavit. I'm going to be in the rumble. Like, what? <laughs> and then like, they started asking about Lesnar and he's like, Lesnar took me to Sioux Falls city. He likes to take everybody to Sioux Falls city. <laughs> and he's like, he wouldn't let me ride in the car with him. <laughs> like, what the fuck is he going on about? And then he said, Look, I got new ring gear. And he, sh- he showed him like his wristbands. And he's like, it's like John Cena. John Cena was my favorite in my childhood. I grew up watching him. <laughs> and then like, they just looked at him like he was like retarded. And was like, you're older than him. How did you grow up watching him? He's like, I- on the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and you know Brock was laughing backstage. I don't like, I don't think anybody's writing this stuff. I think it's. it's- Get, uh, okay, get a little of this. I think our truth just goes on TV, and they don't know about it. And Vince doesn't care because it's funny as fuck. He just lets him do whatever he wants. <laughs> I could buy that. I actually think that might be what's going. Vince just thinks he's funny as hell and likes our truth because Vince- I've heard that the reason why Vince likes our truth so much is because he just goes with whatever he gives him. He's like, okay. I'll do what I can. He doesn't complain about anything. He just tries to make it good. Yeah, because think about it. 
he does whatever Vince wants him to do. He gets TV time. He gets money. End of story. It shows, mm-hmm. and it shows. At some art, I've always liked our truth. I don't know, man. That's just like, and I feel like he's starting to revert back to his crazy a little bit. It's either he's been knocked stupid and he's like making less sense than usual, mm-hmm. or he's maybe he's 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 mentally like deteriorating. Maybe little Jimmy's gonna come back. Maybe because he used to hate John Cena. Now he's saying he grew up watching him and he was his favorite. <laughs> Sioux Falls City. Oh, God. Is there any other promos? Nope, that was it. It was just really talking about what R-Truth said. All right, let's get <laughs> let's get into the main card. So we have Roman Reigns versus Baron uh, King Corbin. King. King. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, False I, count I, anywhere. Yeah, I was really surprised about this match because I was like, all right, it's False Count anywhere. They're probably going to do some dog food shit. <laughs> they saved that for the following SmackDown, thankfully. Yeah, and um, the setting was pretty cool. I don't have too many notes. I'm just uh, the only notes I have is, wow, King Corbin is okay. Uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns is Roman Reigns. He's and okay. The only spot I really liked is when they went in the dugout. Yeah, like okay, like I had. I'm. I hate this C, weird CGI shit they put up when somebody's coming out now. <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah. so fucking bad, and it just it's awkward, and I don't like it. I wish they'd quit doing it. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of that Raw where they CG'd Oscar's mist when when she spit the mist at Becky during the the King segment. There, mm-hmm. I heard like they CG'd it. I'm like, really? Why? You just spit mist at people. <laughs> and I saw it, and it's very obviously CG'd. And I was like, God, why did they do that? It looks even worse. Yeah. Um, I like King Corbin's entrance. It's hilarious because he's sitting on this throne and he looks like an asshole and these four people are carrying him out. <laughs> it's just simple shit. Mm-hmm. Crowd brawling. I'm a sucker for crowd brawling. I like it. It's fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed the whole crowd brawling and... Just them going outside. I didn't think they would go to the dugout. I thought it would just be like, I'm going to be outside of the ring. Maybe we'll go backstage a little bit. But no, it's like they went into the crowd and then the dugout, the whole spear on top of the dugout was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, that was good. That was kind of cool. I liked Corbin whining the whole time when he was fighting him. It mm-hmm. was funny. He kept just whining about shit. <laughs> Roman was selling his ass off. Hey, say what you want about Roman. He can sell good. What is it with King Corbin? And I'm not saying this match, but he always ends up losing with a roll-up. Have you noticed that? Because it makes him seem legitimate a little bit. Because if you just roll him up, in WWE logic, the way they educate the audience, here we go, is that if you get beat by a roll-up, you could make the argument that it was just luck. It wasn't really like a decisive win. Yeah, but it happens all the time. So you're saying... 50-50 booking. Oh. <laughs> See? <laughs> and then and then the other thing is if you get if you submit in WWE, it's embarrassing. You should be embarrassed that you quit. It's like the worst way to lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because you tapped out. Like... Um... They did two Samoan drops through tables. Oh yeah, I forgot about the the family, and 
uh, what do you call it, Ziggler and Rude. Yeah, they were up there in the sound area, whatever the fuck that thing is. They, they build this giant structure to put their sound equipment up. <laughs> I'm just like, really? Is that necessary? Like, I, I don't know. I Probably that's for the spot and everything, but... Uh... The porta potty Yeah. Alright. Vince... Dude, like, Okay, you go ahead. You go first. <laughs> Vince always does this, and it annoys me. And I'm like, you know, it'd be funny if you're fucking covered in shit. But he wasn't covered in shit, so it was pointless. Yeah, so it's kind of like he just landed, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, you know what? Like, I have to admit, I I have kind of a soft spot for that because it's kind of funny. Mm-hmm. You get covered in, I have to agree with Vince. You got covered in shit. It's funny. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, "Oh, they're gonna do that? Okay, like they haven't done that in a long time, you know." Mm-hmm. And then he came out, and he was like, "Fine." He was clean. Yeah, I was like, he wasn't even wet. They could have made him wet. It could have been like he got piss all over him, <laughs> and they couldn't even do that. They could have just been water in there. He just came out clean. I'm like, "What? Yeah. That's fucking lame." <laughs> I thought when he went into porta potty, like Roman was gonna spear the porta potty. <laughs> I'm just imagining him spearing a porta potty. It's stupid. You know he goes. I, he goes. Ooh, ah, I, ooh. <laughs> I can't fucking do it. It's like I'm, if it was in a video game, it'd be like the, the porta potty explodes. Mm-hmm. It's just like they're just laying there. That's what I'm imagining. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, they go to the dugout and do the spear, and it was just like. Is it? Yeah, what do you think? I enjoyed it. I gave it a 7.0 out of 10. I thought it was okay. I think it was a little overbooked because like the Usos and Ziggler and them came in. Mm-hmm. I think I would have preferred it if there wasn't as much of that. A little more. I gave it a 6.25 out of 10. Okay. I don't think those guys can work. Like, I'm tired of the feud. I kind of am too, but here's the other thing is I don't think they're, they're, they work well together. It's not optimal. Mm-hmm. It's like they can do a, an okay job at best, but in my opinion, both those guys are guys where it's like, okay, you want to put uh, Barry Corbin against Chad Gable because he can work really well with him. And then you want to put Roman against fucking Daniel Bryan. Like, because that was one of his like really good matches. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know who Roman would face because I don't know what he's gonna do now. That's another one where I'm just like, what the fuck are they gonna do with him? Mm. Like, I think he's gonna face the Fiend. I think he's gonna, like you said, he's gonna pretty much kill the Fiend. I guess whatever he will, he will slay the Fiend. Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll convert him. <laughs> he'll convert him into the Rock. He'll 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 lose to the fiend and Roman will finally turn heel, and then he'll finally be awesome and everybody will love him. Hopefully, I I I dig that. I'd be okay with that. All right, time for some women's rumble. Oh God! All right, so I'm gonna name all the competitors really quickly and then we'll talk about the rumble. Alexa Bliss at number one, Bianca Belair at number two, Mighty Molly at number three, Nikki Cross at number four, Lana at number five. Mercedes Martinez, number six. Seven is Liv Morgan. Eight is Mandy Rose. Nine is Candice LeRae. 
10 is Sony Deville, 11 is Kauri Sane, 12 is Mia Yim, 13 is Dana Brooke, 14 Tamina, 15 Dakota Kai, 16 Chelsea Green, 17 woo, Charlotte Flair, 18 Naomi, 19 Beth Phoenix, 20 Tony Storm, 21 Kelly Kelly, oh god, I forgot about that, 22 Sarah Logan, 23 Natalia, 24 Z, Z Lee, uh, Z Lee, whatever, Zia Lee, Zia. I was like, wait, what? Oh, okay, 20, 25 Z, Zelina Vega, 26, uh, how do you say this? Shotzi Blackheart, Shotzi, Shotzi Blackheart, that's right, okay, 27 Carmella, <laughs> damn, Carmella was that late, I forgot about that, 28 uh, Tegan Knox, uh, 29 Santina Morella. And 30, uh, Shayna Baszler. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, our numbers. Yes. I was number five, which was Lana. I picked 17, which was the winner. Yeah. <laughs> so you won that one. Um, Alexa Bliss at number one was pretty surprising, and she lasted long. Yeah, she's in there for a while. The Bianca Belair was two, and she was in there for a while, too. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty surprised that they are keeping Alexa Bliss kind of strong still, because she's she's great on the mic. Her wrestling is is okay, but like, she's a great promo person in my opinion in in the women's division. Uh, Bianca Belair, I I'm still amazed at her strength for how little she looks. I. Yeah, but I don't know. Then you say that, and then if you put her up against, like, another girl, like, if they were just standing there, it's like, god damn, she's, like, a lot more built than her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's She's got a lot more muscle to her. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you pop for Mighty Molly for, like, the 15,000th time in, in another Women's Royal Rumble? I mean, I thought last time she was just Molly Holly. Yeah. So it was like Mighty Molly, and I was like, "Oh, okay, a little lemon twist there." Mm-hmm. I guess I got it. It made me get my hopes up because I thought Hurricane was gonna be in the men's rumble. I was like, "Come on, just <laughs> do it!" Yeah, and then uh, nothing really stood out to me as far as like Beth Phoenix uh, bleeding all over the place. God damn, apparently she, uh, there was that spot where they were on the apron and somebody, I don't remember who, shoved her into the post mm-hmm. and she hit the back of her head on the post. That's what caused her to bleed. Yeah. Surprised she didn't get a fucking concussion or some shit. I'm surprised they didn't, like, tell her to step out of the ring so they could patch her up. Well, hey, you know what? She kept going and she didn't, it didn't even look like it phased her any, so props. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know. I have I have little notes here and there about things. Uh, well, I have one more. They did the Mandy Rose uh, Otis thing. <laughs> that was fucking funny, actually. I when I saw her like fall, I was like, really that quickly? And then I saw uh, Otis just he rolled out from underneath the rig. He was there the whole time. Yeah. And then it was like, what's even funnier is that Tucker Knight was selling it on Twitter. He was like. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how I found out about it. I think I was looking at one of the wrestling news sites and they showed it. And he was like, I've been looking for him for an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Good play, bro. Uh, yeah, it. that was funny. But, uh, now, what, what notes do you have? Uh, 
I thought it was funny when Lana came out at five and she got all that heat because everybody hates her now. Mm, good. But I don't think it's like we hate Boo. I think it's kind of X-Pac heat a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I honestly, this is what I would have done. Like she came in there and she was cutting that promo and she was getting heat and then she just got in the ring and then she kind of got thrown out unceremoniously by like one person. I think it was Bel Air. But what I would have done is I would have made everybody throw her out as soon as she got in the ring. <laughs> everybody hates that. Like hate that they hate that fucking angle. She was and it, she was and she's like a hoe. She was eliminated by Liv Morgan. Oh, okay. What oh yeah, Liv did it. That's right. And, and I was like, well, whatever. And then Lana did the whole Hogan thing and then eliminated her. Yeah, that was fucking gay. Yeah. Sid and Hogan, this was not. Yes. <laughs> Liv Morgan didn't go, I'm going to kill you. I'm going to kill you. And then they were cheering for the guy that said he wanted to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mercedes Martinez came in. That was a big surprise. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, she got signed. I was real happy for her. And she looked, um, she looked real cool. Yeah, she was, she was doing awesome. And she's apparently she's on NXT now. That's where she's at. Kelly Kelly came back and Jay, uh, King was uh, <laughs> going nuts. He was going nuts. Hey, that's one of his favorites. I, uh, I got to admit, though, like, Kelly Kelly looked good in this. Uh, she was actually wrestling. At the end of her run, she kind of got to a point to where she was like, okay, mm-hmm. like, passable. So... Don't, I still hate that goddamn whirly bird fucking head scissor move. Yeah. That's like one of the most preposterous moves I've ever seen in wrestling. I'm like, why does why do they keep rotating? Mm-hmm. But why? <laughs> and like Carmella does it now too. I mean, she's always done that move, and I'm like, God, can you please just drop that move? It's fucking shit. Yeah. Um, another note I have here too is apparently Sasha was supposed to be in a rumble, but something came up, and that's why Santina was in the place of Sasha. Supposedly she was, uh, she had like a minor injury or something mm-hmm. and just, they did, took a precaution or some shit. Like, I don't know what really happened, but I was like, yeah, Santini came out and I was like, Sasha wasn't even in the rumble. I'm like, that's kind of fucked up. <laughs> Cause remember I was like, Sasha, uh, my prediction was Sasha was going to win the Royal rumble, which made sense in my opinion. Yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, I like that spot where it, eventually, like, the field just totally cleared. I think, like, Bianca Belair threw everybody out mm-hmm. except Alexa Bliss, and then those two just kind of fought for a while. Yeah, Bianca Belair has eight eliminations, by the way. Yeah, she she did pretty awesome. I got I got to give her props for her performance in there. Mm-hmm. But the, I, I like the little fight they had and then how they ended up on the apron. And then Alexa Bliss started pulling on her hair. Mm-hmm. So it's like, no, stop. And it was like kind of working. And then like, I think she just rammed her into the post and then she was just, Bliss just fell over like she was done. Yeah, I think what happened was they were tug, uh, tugging at the hair, both of them. And uh, Bianca Belair is like, fuck this. I'm going to pull my own hair and for you to get thrown into the, the, the turnbuckle. Yeah. Then let's see. Charlotte throws Bel Air out. That ends her her reign of terror. And kind of puts heat 
a little bit on Charlotte. Yeah, she got some heat for that. Uh, Zelina was rocking the Sindel gear from Mortal Kombat. I gotta give her props for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lana's still uh, doing the Captain Marvel shit. Naomi came out and did her Kofi spot. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And it ended up not <laughs> it ended up not amounting to shit. Yeah, I I think when she got to that point, I think she looked at it and was like, oh, I don't know if I could do this. So that, yeah. And then she's like, oh, I'm just going to take this uh, top of the table thing and put it near the stairs. And, oh, my God, it worked. Thank God I didn't look like an idiot. Because yeah. Because even, uh, I think, whoever was announcing is like, is it, I don't even think that's going to work. Yeah, I was surprised that that little table cover thing, like, didn't break when she tried to walk over it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Okay. And she just—I think she got in there and somebody threw her out. I don't know who. It might be Shane Baszler. Yeah. She was. She was thirty. She was my pick to actually win this thing. I was like, she's gonna win this. Yeah. I. I thought she would be. You know. Oh wait, Shayna Baszler did eliminate eight people as well. What the fuck? <laughs> they were all really quick ones. Yeah. Um. The reason why I said, oh, she'll she'll win is because, like, in my mind, the thing that would make most sense to do would be to put her up against Becky and have her beat her. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I, I did it. I came in here and I beat the, the bitch that beat Ronda Rousey. I'm Now I'm badass. Fuck you all. And she's a legit heel. <laughs> um, That didn't happen, though. She got thrown out. <laughs> yep. And then it was just, it, it was Flair... The final three, it was Flair, Baszler, and Phoenix, which I was like, I was really surprised Beth Phoenix was still in the match at this point. Not because she was hurt, just because. Which, by the way, you know, we'll talk about it later. It's surprising because this, Beth Phoenix is the spouse of Edge. Yep. I knew that. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? I knew that. Okay. <laughs> does, that, does our fans know that? I think a lot of people do at this point. I guess so. Uh like, yes, yeah, Charlotte eliminates Beth Phoenix and Baszler. She wins. It's like, okay. Man, I don't know about you, but I think I want I want Beth Phoenix to have one more feud. Like, just one short little run. Mm-hmm. I think she deserves it. Just because it's like she was a really good wrestler at a time when, like, all the other ones were, like, nowhere near as good as she was. I think if I had a... Because Beth Phoenix is part of NXT uh, as far as, like, announcing and everything and probably coaching-wise. I would want to see Beth Phoenix go up. I would do Beth Phoenix versus Bianca Belair. Oh, that would be good. See, yeah. yeah. It's like they're both really strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, who wins? There you go. I think people would want to see that. And then you have Beth Phoenix lose, you know, the whole... Uh, she puts it, her over. Yeah. Hell yeah. But, so what, what, what'd you give this one? Um, I thought it was an okay rumble. I wasn't really wowed by anything besides, you know, Bianca Belair doing really well, Alexa Bliss staying there for a while. Um... All the small NXT, not small, I'm not saying small, but I'm saying like all the NXT stars that came up, you could tell they they came up just to be like, hey, I'm here kind of thing. All the little NXT people. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, 
the ending the, the, the ending kind of pissed me off a little bit because they did the whole oh I'm gonna run up to you and then get thrown out of the ring kind of thing with uh, Charlotte when she oh yeah <laughs> I was like come on how long has Royal Rumble been you never do that in a Royal Rumble but then I guess you could say she's a rookie in the Royal Rumble so I guess rookie mistake oops I give it a 6.5 out of 10 Wow, I gave it an 8 out of 10. Ooh. <laughs> Big divide there. Mm. I, like, I thought it was pretty good, and I had fun watching it. There's a lot of fun spots. Like, I like the stuff with Mandy and Otis. That was funny. Mm-hmm. Bianca Belair was really entertaining because she was just whipping ass. Yeah. I'm surprised she never used her hair. I, I Like, she was on the Rumble. And I was like, man, she should hit somebody with the hair like one time just to do the, oh my God, because that's like a good thing, but she doesn't use it all the time, thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I, I'm glad Alexa Bliss did good in everything. And, you know, Mercedes Martinez got signed, and that was really cool. Yeah. And there were some good spots in there. It was just, it was like, I don't know. I, I don't think it was as good as like the previous two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is this the, is this the third one now? Yeah, it's the third one. I think I thought the last uh, women's rumble was better than this one. Yeah, I think the the previous two were both better, mm-hmm. but this one was still really good. It was it was still fun to watch. I thought. Yeah. You you want to go to something that was like not exciting to watch? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Bailey versus Lacey Evans, and all I have here is. Boring, boring, boring. Oh my god, you had a chance to like yell at her daughter in the face. Boring. Yeah, they set up all this shit where she's like wanting to, she's talking shit about her daughter and everything, and like that didn't even really come up in the match at all. She said one thing, but it was kind of like, oh, look at your mother. And that was it. Yeah, but like, I want her to like go up to her and talk shit or like, you know, have her and be like, look at her, this is your mom, fuck her. And then she like, I don't know, shoves her into the post or some bullshit. Mm-hmm. Some some heel shit something yeah and that didn't happen and then like I did like that Bailey was already trying to cheat faked an injury to get an advantage that was heelish mm-hmm. <laughs> she controlled the match until Lacey comes back and then she botches like three spots in a row and I felt really bad for her because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, cause I, was like I like her a lot but. I was still of the opinion that I think she got called up too fast. Yeah. Like, cause like she was improving when she was in NXT. Like every time she had a match, it was better. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, okay, your main roster. And I'm like, I don't think that was a good idea. <laughs> no, they should have kept her in NXT. I think they could have built her up in a way. I think this was more of Vince being like, we need more women. She looks kind of hot. Put her in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the ending was like, oh, Lacey goes for the, the best moonsault ever, and then Lacey gets her knee, or Bailey gets her knees up and pins her, and she pulls, she cheats. She pulled her pants. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And, and I don't think Bailey has any heat. This heel turn sucks. And uh, they need to get the belt off of her. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think who would be a good candidate to get the belt off of her. Uh, Sasha! Yeah. <laughs> If she could, like, stop being hurt. 
stop being her and stop being friends with her. I, I mean, like, I could buy it. Like, I could buy her turn on her and being like, bitch, you did nothing. You're like, I'm going to be mean. And it was like bullshit. Like, that could just be the basis of the whole feud there, that she's bullshit. Mm. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, something. I gave it a 4.0 out of 10. Oof. I didn't. You like, know, I didn't like the match. I, you know, like going looking back on it, I do want to adjust my score. I think I just felt sorry for them. Mm. <laughs> like I was just like, oof. So what'd you give it? <sighs> I think I'm gonna give it a five out of ten. Oh jeez. Okay. I had originally I had six point twenty five because like I, I they were trying. It's just Bailey has no heat now. Mm-hmm. And then Lacey botched because she's still kind of green, I think. Yeah. And it, like she was trying to do a cool sequence there, but it's just she messed up all three parts of it. <laughs> just <laughs> shitty luck. Like, uh, then we go Fiend and Daniel Bryan for Universal title in a strap match. Talk about an old school fucking stipulation. Yeah, I the match. I, I was like, oh, it's a strap match. I get why they're doing it, so he doesn't do his little superpower thing. Uh, positive, there was no red light. They finally listened. <laughs> That's good. Number two, this match was fucking awesome. Yeah, but got the heat back in the building after that last match. I love that Daniel Bryan used the strap to do the label lock. Yeah, that was cool. Or the yes lock, however you want to say it. Um, the whole whipping, this was almost like the passion of Cody in a way. <laughs> it was a little faster paced than that, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause at the same time, I was like, Ooh, cause you heard the snap. It was like, whoosh, whoosh. yeah. And it was, it was really, really good. Um, it was a very violent match. I will say this, and this is not me saying they should bring back the red light, but seeing the mask in the light. Is still goofy to me. I, eh, I don't. I don't really. I think. I still think it looks cool. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Uh, I think the honeymoon's over for you on the feed. Is all. Yeah, I think. Um, Daniel Bryan did a headbutt, right? A flying headbutt. He sure did. And I was like, oh wow, they brought that back. <laughs> I know they want yeah. to get away from the whole uh, Benoit and and also Daniel Bryan not getting head concussion. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think Bray is a little fluffier than the average opponent. Mm. So he could just kind of like bounce off of him. <laughs> like, I mean, that still hurts. Oh, probably, but it's not going to hurt as much as like when you do a flying headbutt to like fucking... Champa, I guess. Bobby Roode or somebody. I don't know. <laughs> You just land on a rock. <laughs> yeah, I was really enjoying, like, there was, I got a little uh, scared at some points because when uh, Daniel Bryan went on the top rope, like, he got tangled up on the ropes with the strap, and I was like, uh-oh, don't, don't, go up the, don't, don't go up the top rope. <laughs> he did a crazy dive, too. Like, he, he uh, jumped over the post to the outside. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck, he got, like, a bunch of air when he did that. I was actually waiting for like the red light to turn back on because I I was going with maybe the red light is like his power or something like that. And 
uh, I guess, I don't know, maybe Bray Wyatt wanted to turn off the red light so that he's not fully powerful. And then he would turn it on. Kind of like a Freddy versus, not Freddy versus Jason, but like a Freddy or a Michael Myers. Like, he's he's a monster, but then he's like a super monster now. He turns it on. Maybe. I, I think they might still be trying to figure out how to do this exactly. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I'm not, I was kind of like, I, I don't want him to be, like, fucking invincible. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause that's just a trap pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like him being like really incredibly tough and hard to beat. Like I could buy that, mm-hmm. which is what he was here. Uh, like he low blowed him five times and DDT'd him. <laughs> I was like fuck, on the table. Then there was that sick ass counter when like he went to do the knee and then he break caught him in midair and hit sister Abigail. That was fucking sick. Yeah. Oh my god! Like I was like, did that just happen? That was fucking cool. <laughs> and there was times where I was just like, is Daniel Bryan gonna win? Yeah, like there's a few times where it's like, god damn, he can win. Like you know when he got the claw on him, mm-hmm. and then Bryan was countering with like a bunch of submissions. Like he did a triangle, and then they kept like transitioning. <laughs> he just put him in like three different submissions. I do laugh every time when I hear Bray like scream in the mask. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fiend rises though, and he hits the claw Uranage, mm-hmm. and then he was just done. It was over. Yeah, it, it had a it was a good book match because it was very back and forth, and then all of a sudden Daniel Bryan started getting a lot of traction to the point where, like I said before you thought he was going to win, and you were just like, wow, are they really going to put the title back on uh, Daniel Bryan? And it just didn't, because then the claw finally got him. The power of the claw, man. Mm -hmm. Also, shout out to that guy in the crowd who yelled, yowie wowie at Bray, and then he turned around and just laughed at him. (laughs) I was like, oh, that was fucking cool. Good job. (laughs) Nice. Uh... I have not, no other notes. Do you have any, any other notes? No, that's it. I gave this an 8.5 out of 10. I gave it an 8.25. Okay, cool. It's still good. Very good match. All right. So, uh, Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raw Women's Championship. Yeah, it was good. That's, uh... Yeah. I, I'm tired... This is sound racist of me, I guess. But I'm tired of uh, seeing Asuka just scream out her, her language. I just, like, I don't... I know she can't, she can't speak that much English. Mm-hmm. But, like... I actually, no, I can't even say that. Because she can't speak some English. She used to do, like, what Nakamura did. Which is, like, she would cut a promo and you could get the gist of what she was saying. And it didn't really take away. Like, people still like to listen to her speak. Mm-hmm. And they got away from that. And now they just want her to yell angrily in Japanese. And I guess it's supposed to be, she's a heel. Get it? You don't understand what she's saying, so it pisses you off. And Kyrie saying, like, I don't see her as a heel. She just looks like somebody with heelish makeup on. She's Asuka's... Uh, minion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's what she is now. Like she turned heel, and it's like, what is she? She's Oscar's minion now. <laughs> but uh, I wish they would just get like subtitles. 
yeah. or some shit. Like, I would really like that. But I could, uh, but, I could, I could see Vince being like, how does it be funny? But imagine they're saying poo-poo caca, poo-poo caca. <laughs> yeah. I don't, god damn it. Uh, let's see. What what did you think of this one? You said it was good. It's it's a match I knew that that Becky was gonna win because she had to. Yeah, I didn't really think Oscar was gonna beat her. And but it was still good. It was still good. It was it, it's just, it's pretty much kind of the same match that happened last time with them, just that Becky won. Uh. I actually remember that match, and I thought it was uh, a decent amount better than what this one ended up being. Mm-hmm. Especially that finish. That finish was, like, so fucking cool. Where she put her in the, the Oscar lock, and then Becky was, like, kind of reversing out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, she reversed out of it, like, twice or some shit. And then Oscar put her in that crazy bridge thing where she just couldn't get out of it at all and had to tap out. I was like, oh man, that was cool. That's like shit. It's like that was like an NXT match, basically. And then people got pissed off that Becky tapped out. I guess, yeah. I, I kind of remember there being a little backlash. She was she was fucking hot back then, though. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I, I liked it. I don't have I don't have a lot of notes. It's just that these two superstars don't. My honeymoon with them are over. Is what I'm trying to say. Sure. Uh, uh, Becky's a great wrestler. Oscar's a great wrestler. They how they do promos doesn't really attract to me at all. The whole Becky, you know, saying I'm the man and wearing those stupid sunglasses that she wore on Monday. Well, she wasn't doing that to the build up of this feud, though. She was actually pretty different for this one. Yeah, but I don't know. Just her promos just don't capture me. Like they did it, it, like they did, you know, during her bloody nose time. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing is like she's kind of like they kind of dropped the edge for her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like when, like I said, when she was feuding with Sasha and she was cutting the backstage promos where she was like really intense, looking at the camera, being like, "You're gonna fight for my title and I'm gonna whip your ass because you're nothing." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck, here it is. That's a good promo," and then. You get this where it was like, oh, she's like doubting herself. I, I don't know if I could beat you because you whipped my ass that one time. And it was pretty definitive. <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's putting her over. That's See, that's good. You put the guy, other person over in the promo. A lot of people don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I wish they would kind of bring her, her edge back a little bit more. Yeah. Um, you, you probably got more notes than I do on this match. I just didn't care. <laughs> I, I have a soft spot for both of these, but both of these chicks. Mm-hmm. I really like Oscar a lot. I, I always have fun watching her. Um, let's see. I like that. There's a nasty spot where like they're on the apron and then she, Becky hits a gourd buster. You know, that front suplex thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just dropped her, dumped her on the fucking floor. And I was like, uh, that 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 got a reaction finally. It was like I think the crowd was kind of like, "Woo, that strap match, mm-hmm. hot damn!" Like that that was they had to follow that. So it was a little tough. Yeah, um, that, that's a little tough for uh, for that to follow up a great match with Bray and Daniel Bryan. They did some pretty unique spots, like they did that 
like Becky hit that top rope. Uh, she calls it the last ride. <laughs> <laughs> when she does that weird rock bottom thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did that from a top rope. I was like, God, whoa, that's cool. I've never seen her do that before. Uh, the last, the last ride. The last ride. Get it? Yeah, I get it. <laughs> uh, let's see. I like that part where it looks like like she knocked Becky out, and then like she was like the referee's like, she's out, man. I gotta call it. <laughs> and then she like grabbed her his leg, and she's like, no. <laughs> He's like, I guess she's still alive. Okay. <laughs> um, I like the end too. The ending was good. I like the other ending better. It was like there was almost a ref bump, but then she fucked up and got kicked and spit her mist. Mm-hmm. It was a cool visual because she spat all her mist up in the air and it just looked cool. Yeah. This armor win. Good match. Could have been better though. Would you I give think. it? I gave it an eight. Oh damn. You gave it probably like six or something, didn't you? <laughs> I gave it a seven. Oh, well, that's not bad. Yeah. You still thought news. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, uh, I knew what they're capable of. I just, I don't care for the match. I, I didn't feel that she needed this win, even though she needed this win in the promos that she's been doing for about the past month or something. It's like, oh, I couldn't beat her last time. I got to beat her now. I think the problem is just Oscar's booking hasn't been all that good mm. since she lost to Charlotte. <laughs> yeah, she's on a losing streak. <laughs> she's the tag team champion with with Kyrie though. <laughs> yeah, that division is fucking terrible. It's yeah, not much of a division. All right, sir, are you ready for the Royal Rumble? Yes. All right, so I'm quickly going to go through the line again. Brock Lesnar, number one. Two, Elias. Three, Eric Rowan. Four, Robert Roode. Five, John Morrison. Six, Kofi Kingston. Seven, Ray Mysterio. Eight, Biggie. Nine, Cesaro. Ten, Shelton Benjamin. Eleven, Shinsuke Nakamura. Twelve, Montel Vontavius. Vontavius Porter. <laughs> Oh, MVP. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, you didn't know that was MVP? <laughs> no, I thought it was just MVP. Oh, okay. Fuck. 13, Keith Lee. 14, Braun Strowman. Braun. Uh, 15, Ricochet. 16, Drew McIntyre. 17, The Miz. 18, AJ Styles. 19, Dolph Ziggler. 20, Carl Anderson. 21, Do You Think You Know Me? Edge, he came out. Uh, 22, King Corbin. 23, Matt Riddle. 24, Luke Gallows. 25, Randy Orton. 26, Uwa, Roman Reigns. 27, Kevin Owens. 28, Aleister Black. 29, Samoa Joe. And 30, the the Monday Messiah, Seth Rollins. Um, I remember texting you. Brock Lesnar in the beginning, and I was like, this is dumb. <laughs> and I was like, he's... Are, is Vince really this stupid where he's just gonna kill the whole roster? Is he that stupid, though? <laughs> uh, he, they proved me wrong. I'm hoping this was a Brock Lesnar saying, I want to give the belt to Drew McIntyre. I think that's the plan. Yeah, and I, and I think that's where... 
it's obviously going. Allegedly, this is Paul Heyman's plan. Oh, okay, cool. So I don't know. Yeah, see, like at first, I could understand like this. Re- this Brock Lesnar is such a weird case in wrestling because mm. there's people like I hate Brock Lesnar. He, he, all he does is suplex people and shit. But when he actually gets in a match, there's heat. Yeah, and then people watch what he's doing, and they want to see him lose, and he's a heel basically. I I will say in the beginning I hated the idea, and then I just started seeing seeing him have fun. He was like, he was totally into it. Like he was, he won me over shortly after like the first two or fucking three guys. Uh, he started getting me pretty much when Shelton Benjamin came out. When I was like, oh. They're playing off the, you know, they used to be in the same wrestling school and, um, or the wrestling team in high school or, or college or whatever. And, uh, they hug and I'm like, oh, this is a bad idea. And then Benjamin gets thrown out. I think, oh, yeah, here's where he got me is when MVP came out and he started dancing to his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? I never thought I'd see that. And then when Keith Lee came out, Brock Lesnar is like, who the fuck is this guy? That was great. That was a great reaction. Yeah. Yeah, like, Elias comes out second, and he's, like, trying to sing a song about Brock. Mm-hmm. And there's there's already heat here. And then Brock just gets fucking pissed and chases him to the ring and whips his ass and throws him out. <laughs> like, okay, he's gone. Rowan comes in and is like, oh, he's a big guy. Maybe he can hurt Lesnar. And he, I think he punches him like twice. Mm-hmm. And then he got thrown out. And then he just like, damn it. Like he just slapped the mat. Like he was just pissed. And then uh, John Morrison came out and the slow motion is back, everybody. <gasps> I got hype when that happened. John Morrison punched him and kicked him and got thrown out. Mm-hmm. He got fucking <laughs> flinged out. Whoa, yeah. Couldn't even save himself. Then, like, when Kofi came out, he lasted more than 90 seconds, and that was able to, like, kind of fuck the flow up. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, Kofi is going to get revenge. Will he get revenge? And he's like, eh, he didn't get thrown out immediately. Yeah, and then Shinsuke Nakamura came out, and he got fucking flinged out. Well, there was that spot where Ray came out, and then Big E did, and then Big E was like, let's all gang up on him. I was like, yes, finally, somebody has brains. <laughs> It didn't work. He, he threw all three of them out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <sighs> Braun Sherman. Here's the thing, and I get it. I get it. This is like all planned out, but like Keith Lee and Braun Sherman were in the ring, both big dudes. They see Brock Lesnar just annihilating people. Why not just go after Brock Lesnar? I put a note about that. I was like, both these guys ended up looking stupid in the end because. Mm-hmm. They saw him. He was he threw a big guy out very easily earlier. Like Eric Rowan is roughly the same size as Braun. Like Braun's got more muscle than him. Mm. But that's a big motherfucker. <laughs> and they're just both like, fuck it. We just start fighting each other. That's and then he threw them out because they were dumb. Mm-hmm. It's just, I hate that shit. <laughs> and this just proves that how Braun Strowman is booked. He, he's booked to look fucking stupid. He's a big, yeah. stupid giant. He always does something dumb. At least Keith Lee has the excuse of, well, he's a rookie. He's never been in a rumble. He got caught up in the moment. He wanted to fight another fucking big guy and show he was awesome. Mm-hmm. 
maybe you could ride it off there. And then uh, Ricochet. <laughs> that was the funniest one. Bl- low blows fucking Brock Lesnar, and then Drew McIntyre does a Claymore kick. And I got to admit, hearing that. I jumped pop, up. I jumped up out of my seat. Hearing that pop for Drew McIntyre doing that. Vince had to see it right away, but like, dude, we got something. We did something right, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> that was massive reaction. Mm-hmm. That was, and then like, it was everything about that was perfect. Like, he, I felt in my bones when this was happening, when it was building to it, it was like, oh shit, something might happen here. Because like, he, you could tell when he came out and he was walking to the ring and he got in the ring. Like, this something's different about this. <laughs> I got scared a little bit because he every time he eliminated somebody, somebody he like turned around and looked at Brock on the floor. Yeah, I thought Brock was gonna get up and do that stupid Hogan shit. Mm-hmm. And like, I kept worrying about that, but no, yeah. So like Drew walks to the ring and just looks right at Lesnar the whole time, gets in there, and he's like, "Fight me, motherfucker! Come on!" And he takes his gloves off. And he's like, "Who's this mother?" He doesn't say who's this motherfucker, but that's basically the look on his face. Yeah. And it look, and then Ricochet just wham, <laughs> nut kick, Claymore, and then everybody's like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> it was awesome. Oh, and by the way, everybody, we did the same numbers for this. Mine was John Morrison, and uh, mine was the Miz. Yours was the Miz, which was pretty good. We but, made the dirt sheet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um. Yeah, then the Miz came out, and I was like, "Oh, nothing really, nothing really is gonna happen big with him." And then AJ Styles uh, came out, and then I was like, "Oh, Dolph Ziggler, Carl Anderson." But then you think you know me? Oh, <laughs> yeah. I jumped up out of my chair again. I was like, "What? Are you fucking for real? I couldn't believe it." <laughs> Did you have a party? No. I was watching it by myself at home. Same. <laughs> it's just like I, no, nobody's schedule could really match up. Mm-hmm. And I would have been watching it with my brother, but he had to like go on a work trip. And yeah, that, that got a genuine reaction out of me too. I was like, oh my God, I can't fucking believe. Uh, we've never done like a list of like, oh, who's your top 12 favorite wrestlers or anything. We haven't done that yet. We should, but we should soon. We should sometime. Edge is one of my favorites for sure. And like when he had to retire, I was like, man, I just, I was so such a downer because he was still pretty young when that happened. Yeah. It was a very emotional raw. It was rough. I like, I, I, I bought his book and I read his book and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, I, I is we, this sounds weird. But, like, I remember watching him from when he first appeared on Raw all the way up to that point up to now. It's like, I've kind of grown up with Edge. Yeah. You know, in a way. So, it's like, when he came back, it's like, oh, I can't believe this is really happening. Like, it was just crazy. <laughs> the Brood. Yeah. Well, it was before The Brood. Like, when he was just the angry guy in the subway. <laughs> And he feuded with Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Randy Orton came out, and then Randy and or- uh, Randy and Edge had their moment, and then Edge kind of threw out Randy Orton. That was great too, because they're like they're gonna work together. Everybody was like, "Yeah, Randy Orton!" Like they're getting into it. 
And then, like, that's just old enough to be nostalgic now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, there was that bit of fuckery where they were talking to each other, and you can see Orton, he's got that look on his face. It's like, oh, he's, he's gonna fuck Edge, isn't he? But then Edge was like, no, I, I fucked people before you did, brother. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking threw him out. Like, it was great. And then, like, Randy smiled a little bit and then left. Yeah, I, I thought his reaction to it was great, too. He was like, Nah, nah, bullshit. <laughs> like, I would have done that if I, you got lucky. Randy was probably like, I'm just going to go back home and play video games. Fuck it. Let's go stream. <laughs> um, Robert Reigns got booze, but like, this was where I was, I was getting a little nervous, where I was like, they better not eliminate drew mcintyre with roman reigns or something like that and they have my bet was still for roman to win Mm -hmm. i was like he's gonna win he's gonna beat fiend (laughs) and then they did this whole uh the seth rollins stable with kevin owens and samoa joe and 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 alistair black was there as well and i didn't really care for that at all I, i i knew that they weren't gonna win and they just threw this in there to kind of be like all right, let's have a lot of eliminations happen now. It was good heel heat, I thought. Mm. It, it was it, it pissed people off because I'm trying to think, and I actually don't ever really remember there being a spot in the Rumble where like a bunch of the faction guys just came out that weren't even in the match, like fuck with the match. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, maybe I'm wrong, but like I feel like that's the first time I've seen that. <laughs> so it was unique. Yeah. <laughs> So, the final four was Edge, Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre, and Seth Rollins, right? No, it was Roman, Orton, McIntyre, and Edge. Okay. Somebody threw Rollins out. It might have been Roman. I think it was Roman because... Or no, like, I remember that that Rollins was trying to get Roman to, to join up with him. He was like, come on! One more time! One more time, brother! And then Roman's just like, for real? And he, just, <laughs> he like punches him and sets up all that shit for everybody to hit their finisher on him. Yeah, it was a Superman punch. And then McIntyre, I think it was McIntyre threw him out. Yeah. And then it was just, it was like Roman, Orton, McIntyre, Edge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there was an even bigger pop because Drew McIntyre won. He also, took- Roman eliminated Edge. I don't think that was a good idea, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I think that was done on purpose, in my opinion. I think. Maybe, well, you know what, though? No, actually, thinking about it now, maybe that was the best way to do it. Because if Horton threw him out, that would have just been, where's the story there? Mm-hmm. And then if Drew throws him out, he would get booed because it's Edge. And you could build a storyline with uh, Roman Reigns and, and Edge, like after Edge fights with, uh, with Randy Orton. Roman could go, hey, but I threw you out. Battle of the spear. Will they spear each other? Mm-hmm. Will they knock each other out at the same time? <laughs> they'll both they'll both give each other surgery. Uh, next so, surgery. I, so I guess Roman had to take that heat, and he can take it anyway because he's just he's he's it's, entered the John Cena area where he can just accept it. <laughs> it's his, it's his yard now. It's his <laughs> the best heel promo of all time. <laughs> It's my yard now. <laughs> so, what'd you rate this men's rumble? 
Um, I gave it a 7.5 out of 10. Wow, I gave this an 8.0 out of 10. Oh, okay. I thought it had a good storyline build with Brock Lesnar and then Drew McIntyre, like, taking out the, uh, I guess, the, uh, the good side of the roster, I guess. <laughs> the beginning was just, like, all the, the mid-tier and low-tier wrestlers. You know, I'm going to change my score now because something about sometimes when you talk it through with people, it's just you, it's like you realize things differently or something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it an eight. Okay, cool. All right, so I guess final notes, and by God, this probably is our longest podcast ever. It was a super show. It's a super show. We're almost at three hours and 30 minutes. <laughs> Shouldn't skip weeks. It fucks us up. There's yeah. so much shit happens. It's WrestleMania season. There's... Mm-hmm. All this shit's going on. <laughs> Alright, so my final notes are um, Roman and Corbin had a, a pretty okay match. The Women's Rumble was the, I, I want to say the weakest out of the three um, that they had. Uh, Bailey versus Evans was, uh, Lacey Evans was horrible. Uh, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan match of the night. Becky and Asuka, good. And then Men's Rumble, I really liked the outcome and the story build to it. So I gave it a 7.0 out of 10. Where's my final score? Where did I put that? Hang on. Uh, da, 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 da. I also gave it a 7.0 out of 10. Oh, Jesus Christ. We're on point for both fucking shows. Edge's surprise return was great. And there was like a lot of speculation up until the next night. And then it was like, oh, so he's actually doing shit now. Okay. Which is still crazy. It's still kind of hard to wrap my head around that. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good rumble. It was good. It was a good show overall. There's some, there's a couple little spots where it wasn't, but hey. <laughs> there's always an extra rumble, right? Hey, hey, this was a good pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. So they've been doing pretty decent with the main roster pay-per-views lately. I, I'll give them that. They've been doing better than what they were. The fuck summer was rough. Mm-hmm. I don't know what was going on, but it was like, man, that summer was just rough. But they, but they always did this. Every time it gets up to WrestleMania, you're like, oh, maybe this will jumpstart something, and then they just they shit the bed at some point. It's after WrestleMania usually. It's like the 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 first. After the first three or four weeks after WrestleMania, they can kind of maintain that that tide, and then it's just like it, it recedes, and it's just like a, they just they fall flat on their face creatively. It seems like it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Let's just do whatever until SummerSlam. That's like their mentality. <laughs> yeah. So, um, kind of do a little uh, house cleaning here or announcements, I guess. Our next pay-per-view that we're going to be watching, what well, maybe I'm watching. I don't know if you're watching, Zach. AEW Revolution? No, I'm going to try to watch it. I just I have to figure out how. <laughs> I'll give you a website that uh, is legal. Wink, wink, nudge, <laughs> nudge. How much is it? Is it still charging an outrageous amount for their shows? Yeah, I think they're doing like fucking 50 or something like that. That's so fucking stupid, man. Like... <laughs> Yeah, I'm not about that life. 
Uh, WWE but, doesn't even fucking do that anymore. They make fun of you if you actually buy the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing buying pay-per-views? Get the network, dumbass. Like, nine ninety nine. I mean, they're not wrong, dude. Why? Why? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. All right, yeah, so AEW Revolution is happening February 29th. Uh, AEW actually announced that uh, Double or Nothing is going to be in May. Oh, wait a second. NXT Portland's going to happen before that, actually. Oh, really? It's it's the 16th. Oh, shit. So I guess we'll be watching NXT TakeOver Portland, which is a couple days after Valentine's Day. Next week. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, so keep an eye on that. Um, if you want to watch more of our shows, we have Big Trouble Little Podcast, which we are starting the Gene Davis thing. We still haven't done the fly review and just a bunch of shit because life gets in the way like usual. Um, but if you want to watch the rest of our shows, go to novnetwork.podbean.com. We also have a website that says uh, nerdreview.com. And... I really need to get off because I need to start getting ready for bed. So bye, everybody. (laughs) Bye.